is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? The Monty Show, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best entry attorneys in the business, without a doubt, the advocates. I'll tell you what, I know that money's tight in this country. I know everybody's worried about their dollars. That's the best part about the advocates. You never reach into your pocket to work with the advocates because you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Chat with an injury attorney live online right now at theadvocates.com. Big show for you as always. And it seems like every day on this show, Even in a slow news cycle like it is now, and I don't think there's any doubt that right now, bro, somebody needs to get crazy and do something. Yeah, please. You know, hey, NFL, can you do something for me? Help us. That's a Drake reference. Anyway, the point is... Can you do something for me? Thank you. The point is, in a slow news cycle, the Pac-12 always saves us. Because it seems like the Pac-12 is the gift that keeps on giving. And the reason I say that is because we have brand new evidence of our greatness here on the Monty Show. Which is to say, that was probably a little, uh, you know, overcompensating, if you will. But Michael Crow, the president in Arizona State, a villain to be sure in Pac-12 circles. A guy that's a wonderful administrator on the academic side. And should have no oversight of sports because he just is lost in the wilderness. Talked a lot about the demise of the Pac-12. And remember what we've reported on this show. Because two really important facts came out today. One, without doubt, Oregon and Washington never went to the 7 a.m. meeting on the Friday the Pac-12 died. Which we reported on this show exclusively, and everybody said we were full of BS, and the guys at Washington were like, hey, who's telling you that? Mind you, they never denied it. But we told you, hey, Oregon and Washington never went to that meeting. But I think one of the more interesting parts of of this Michael Crow story is that he talked openly about the Apple deal and the setup of the Apple deal and just how naive... Michael Crow, the president, is naive too strong on this. No, I, I, I think it's as if it's as if dude has never heard of the terminology known as streaming. It, it's remarkable. Why don't we start with the the Friday meeting and how the Pac-12 died? Arizona State President Michael Crow talking to Arizona Sports ninety eight seven in Phoenix about that now infamous Friday meeting. Friday morning. Uh, last week, um, 7 a.m., we're all supposed to get together and be ready to roll, rock and roll. Well, two schools don't show up. I'm like, that's not good. That could mean the Pac-12 is is uh, being threatened. I mean, it really meant that. It really meant that it was done at that point. That meeting ended uh, 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 right before 8, uh, and uh, by 10.30, I was meeting with the commissioner of the Big 12 and three of the presidents. Now, just imagine that. Yeah. Now, that doesn't just happen. Right. Uh, and then later that afternoon, they they accepted our our uh, uh, desire to join them. And we uh, next year will be a part of that conference. Well, that's not good. 
Oh, you mean that Oregon and Washington were not in the meeting? Um, <laughs> hey, has anybody talked to Oregon and Washington? They're like five minutes late. Um, yeah, they're not coming, Coach. Unbelievable. And then the absolute, I, I, I don't even know if the word is ridiculousness. or I think what, what Arizona State President Michael Crow says right here about streaming is one of the scariest things. And really, it should be heartbreaking. Maybe that's the right word. Heartbreaking that we've heard come out of a Pac-12 mouthpiece because it shows you this deal with Apple was never getting done. So basically what the Apple deal was is Apple would spend $500 million in the first year to take all the football games, all the men's basketball games, and all the women's basketball games in the Pac-12, digitally capture them and make them available to everyone. And... Um, uh, and you could play the games whenever you wanted to play them. That's a huge, huge, huge thing. And mm -hmm. all of the data from those games would be available. So you could zoom in on Mike Broomhead, the player. You could zoom in on, you know, great plays. You could be watching all the games at the same time if you wanted. There was going to be a, a fee for that, and that was the big uncertainty. And then a guarantee of a certain, uh, a certain income to the schools and then a joint partnership going forward of anything above the guarantee would be a 50-50 split. So from my perspective, you kept the Pac-12 together as a regional conference. You move towards the broader football championship now, which now is going to have eight teams instead of, of uh, four teams. Uh, uh, and that meant that the conferences would really be there. And then you'd have this whole new way to broadcast digitally all of your content. Most of us thought that was a pretty good deal, including me. Really, that that's I, I mean, I've never heard of that outside of every streaming platform in the world. That's the untrained I mean, eye. It, it, it really is. It's amazing to me when you listen to Mike. That's the president of Arizona State, like one of the leading, you know, thought process guys in education. In the entire country, Michael Crow explaining this new thing that nobody's ever heard of called <laughs> streaming. <laughs> it's remarkable. It's beyond belief that this dude seemingly has never heard of streaming. And he's talking about that you're going to take every football game, every every basketball game, every everything, and we're going to put it on a website and you can go guys, and watch guys, it. Guys. And you can go and watch it. Like and, and it'll be there on repeat too. That's called YouTube, sir. Hey guys. We get it. We know what it is, bro. But what did we tell you brought down this conference? The old heads who don't understand technology. Keep it real. The old heads who don't want to go to YouTube, who don't want streaming, those are ultimately the the reasons that this conference died. And Jake, I think this is an exact articulation, a visible and verbal confirmation that the old heads killed the Pac-12. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it's it's incredible to me that, that we're in a situation where you, you have this guy, you know, I, I, it may be a bit strong to say he's making a fool of himself, but it's just shocking that you, you, you can't just simply say, yeah, it was a streaming deal. Like, you're, you're trying to sit here, and it's almost as if he was like, all right, so I'm going to do this interview, and I'm going to repackage the term streaming, and I'm going to describe it as this new and 
innovative technology where all of your games are uploaded. Notice he didn't say they were live streamed. Hey, they're uploaded and you can zoom in on people and you can play any game you want at any time. And that was huge. Like, like we've known this. And so, yeah, I do think the old head in the Pac-12 uh, crushed the Pac-12. I do think from George Klyavkov across the board, they crushed the Pac-12. And and what's really funny about it is, is it, it's amazing how the, the old head that likes sports and, and really values sports, even though he's a doctor, even though he's got a PhD and he's this really smart guy and Bobby Robbins, it's amazing how that old head uh, took ASU and Utah and took them to a better conference that embraces all of this type of thing. And so that's why I say the days of no YouTube and we're not going to stream and and that's just not valuable. Those days are over. It, they're absolutely over. Yeah, and I'm going to play it again. I, I think it's worth it worth playing it again. And I know it's a minute and 12 seconds, which seems like an eternity, especially when you're listening to this dude. But this is Michael Crow. And I feel like he's sitting in a room with like a bunch of other people. And they're like, hey, man, can you hurry up? Our shuffleboard game is going to tip off in like 10 minutes. And they're like old folks who don't watch anything ever. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, well, there's this new technology. Like it, I cannot believe that the president of Arizona State is breaking down what amounts to streaming like this. So basically what the Apple deal was is Apple would spend $500 million in the first year to take all the football games, all the men's basketball games, and all the women's basketball games in the Pac-12, digitally capture them and make them available to everyone. And um, uh, and you could play the games whenever you wanted to play them. That's a huge, huge, huge thing. And mm -hmm. all of the data from those games would be available. So you could zoom in on Mike Broomhead, the player. You could zoom in on, you know, great plays. You could be watching all the games at the same time if you wanted. There was going to be a, a fee for that, and that was the big uncertainty, and then a guarantee of a certain uh, price, a certain income to the schools, and then a joint partnership going forward of anything above the guarantee would be a 50-50 split. So from my perspective, you kept the Pac-12 together as a regional conference. You move towards the broader football championship now, which now is going to have eight teams instead of, of uh, four teams. Uh, uh, and that meant that the conferences would really be there. And then you'd have this whole new way to broadcast digitally all of your content. Most of us thought that was a pretty good deal, including me. This, this whole new way. This, this whole new way to broadcast your content digitally, bro. It's unbelievable. I just can't believe the guy. It's almost like, dude, it's almost like the insurance commercials that are on TV where it's like, hey, what is a Facebook post? You know, or like, yeah, there's like these. It's just incredible, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know what these these individuals do during their day, but clearly they are not in the mainstream and clearly they have no idea what the capability of, you know, obviously YouTube, but all the different but streaming he's platforms. describing Amazon Prime Sports NFL on Thursday night. Pretty much, yeah. Where you much. can zoom in on a player and it's data-driven and yeah, we get it. You can go back and watch a game anytime you want. We get it. What, like, I, it's bizarre to me. It, it just feels so... If this was 20 years ago, I would be like, holy cow. But this feels so garden variety generic. Like, just 
we already know. Well, and I think and it's then, not surprising because of where they, they they wound up. I mean, again, it's it's it, this is almost for me like a cherry on top. Like everything's happened, you know, it's all the dust is settled, and yeah. now we get a guy in Michael Crow doing interviews, making it worse in my opinion because you show just your lack of knowledge and and really insight and the word he likes to use is perspective on the current day and age and how people consume sports. Like, I just don't know how it's possible that that's the guy leading Arizona State. It's wild. And then the other thing that was in there that that I thought was interesting and confirmed by Brett McMurphy today, that George Klyovkov used the professor at a Pac-12 university because a Pac-12 president worked with a professor on his campus who estimated the school's market value was $50 million a year. What are you, Notre Dame? <laughs> so the Pac-12, based this professor's, based on this professor's advice, asked for $50 million a school per year. After the envelope calculations. Um, what have we been reporting for the better part of eight months? On this show, that the Pac-12 asked for $500 million a year for five years. Mm -hmm. And now... Michael Crow, the president of Arizona State, just confirmed that. And Brett McMurphy, now we know, through Brett McMurphy, that a Pac-12 professor valued his school at $50 million a year, so George Klyovkov valued every Pac-12 school at $50 million a year. Mm. Wild. Wild stuff. I five. You're asking for $500 million a year. That was the number we heard from the CW? That was the number that we heard from Amazon. That was the number that we heard from ESPN and ABC. Mm -hmm. And everybody said no. Everybody said no. And the worst part of the McMurphy tweet is ESPN said, we'll give you 30. And the Pac-12 said, we want 50 per school per year. ESPN said no. And the deal was never the same after that. Nope. Never the same after that. As we've told you for months and months, ESPN went back to the Pac-12 at that point and said, we are out on tier one rights. Our number is $90 million. That's it. $90 million. You That's seeing how much of a contrast that is from where they were? Man. Like you were asking for 50. ESPN was at 30. Then ESPN came back and said, hey, here's what it is. And that was one nine? game a week. Bro. One game a week on ESPN. Remarkable. It, it, and again, I want to remind everybody. This is self-inflicted. It never had to happen. The collapse of the Pac-12 is one of the great tragedies in American sports history. And I'm not being dramatic and I'm not being over the top. If you look at the Pac-12 and you look at this group of schools and whether you want to point to Stanford, Cal, whoever you want to talk about, these are powerhouse academic brands, powerhouse Football brands like Oregon and Washington and Utah, USC and UCLA. And by the pure naivete and stubbornness of their commissioners and just a lack of understanding of the here and now by presidents like Michael Crow, this conference suffocated itself because they wouldn't do a deal with DirecTV. They wouldn't do a deal with Amazon Prime Sports. They would not do deals that were, you know, 50% streaming, 50% linear. They wouldn't do any of that. They didn't believe 
that they could be wrong. Yeah. And it absolutely suffocated them, and it didn't have to happen. You should be at 16 teams today in the Pac-12, and you're not because you blew your own feet off. And USC, to their credit, saw it happening and bailed. Yep. And UCLA went with them. And then the four corner schools. And then Oregon and Washington. And on and on and on. And I think one of the most fascinating parts of this Michael Crow interview on Arizona Sports 98.7 in Phoenix is he's talking about over two hours. We went from sitting in a meeting at 7 a.m. expecting a grant of rights to hopefully get done to two and a half hours later, we were on a call. Three hours later, we had accepted an invite to the Big 12. Thanks. Just like that, the conference evaporated. Yep. And now here you are with these last four in, and I still don't know where they end up, but it is a spectacular failure. Is that a, a way to say something like well, that? I just like, think it's, it, it, it is the culmination of, of you know both bad philosophy, bad theory, you know, certainly bad execution, and and I think you know you can only you can only do those things you know for so long before you start seeing those those actions and those behaviors pan out. And I think that the hard part is is that if if Michael Crow really like in his heart of hearts believes that that deal was innovative and that deal was like somehow like new age technology that we hadn't seen before. Maybe this conference never had a chance. Yeah. Maybe, maybe what we should be saying is, yeah, you know what? Like, like schools and universities and things, they do need to hire a bit younger cut of person. It doesn't mean that person's got to be 20 or 30 or even 40, but we can't be doing folks who are baby boomers anymore. We can't be doing, the, you know, the 80 year old, 70 year old guy anymore. That doesn't work because you're not going to survive if you don't understand technology. So if you're 80 years old and you understand YouTube and Amazon and, and, and Apple and streaming and how all that affects the, the linear TV market, if you understand that, great, then be as old as you want to be. But, but you can't have someone running your conference certainly. And then by extension, your, your member yeah. institutions that don't understand it. But I, I think and this is a different show, but that's a theme in this country. We have a, a generation gap that a lot of people don't know how to bridge that gap. A lot of people don't understand how you get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. And I think when you look at the situation where um, Michael Crow at Arizona State is completely disconnected, it sounds to me anyway, from technology, the TV industry, and I have to believe his athletes. Does the does the nineteen year old football player relate to Michael Crow? No. Does the the nineteen year old Arizona Wildcat basketball player relate to Bobby Robbins? Now, okay, that's a great example. See, I think they would relate a little more to Bobby Robbins because Bobby Robbins appreciates sports and is very much aggressive and on the forefront. I don't think that they're best friends. I don't think that he can empathize with you know twenty year olds' viewpoint per se. But Michael Crow is this guy that just oozes of, hey, academics and and, and rich folks versus yeah. athletes, you know, people coming up, you know, new age streaming. Like it's just it's two different worlds, man. And 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 I, I think that 
you know, yeah, Bobby Robbins is older. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But at least with Bobby Robbins, I can be like, yeah, dude understands athletics. Dude understands how important they are. And furthermore, he understands what he doesn't understand. And that is, uh, you know, how, you know, streaming may impact linear and may impact TV deals. And so he wants to be in a conference that's more reliable, more structured, more stable. And that's the Big 12 right now. I just can't believe that here we are in 2023. Almost 2024. We've got four months left in the year. Right. I can't believe that there are people that sit on top of billion-dollar organizations who don't know what streaming is or how it works. Mm -hmm. That a guy like, I don't know, Michael Krull, because he's the one talking today, but any Kirk Schultz Mm -hmm. at Washington State, the president at Washington State, I don't believe by his leadership and his words has a full grasp on how the iPhone is incredibly important to the success of of sports. I don't think he understands that. I don't think these guys understand or really care to understand what a 20-year-old is thinking about. I think they want that 20-year-old to show up with an application and a certain level of ACT and SAT scores, and they want them to be financially viable as a student. Mm -hmm. That's what I think they want. And Michael Crow in this interview, and you can find it on Twitter at Arizona Sports, but he goes on to talk about their lavish, beautiful, brand-new football stadium. And But again, you named it recently after a credit union, and you essentially had a student and athlete revolt because it's Sun Devil Stadium. It's a legendary ASU brand that they killed yeah. for money. And I don't think Ray Anderson, the athletic director, who, again, in this interview, Michael Crow at Arizona State, defended Ray Anderson. Ray Anderson is, by most people's account, the worst athletic director in the country. Yeah. The worst, who said a week before they went to the Big 12, we've never looked at other conferences. It's remarkable to me Yeah, that this happened. And then on top of that, we get the news, <coughs> excuse me today, Um, We get the news that Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark talked to George Klyovkov, right? I thought that was amazing yesterday, but then confirms that the pack, the, excuse me, the Big 12 was talking to Gonzaga, which is in itself remarkable because now Gonzaga is not going to the Big 12, and UConn is not going to the Big 12, and you have to ask yourself, well, where do they go now? But remember all the people who said, oh, you guys, again, just because I keep receipts, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You're the only one saying that Gonzaga (laughs) and the Big 12. Well, apparently we do have some idea of what we're talking about with Gonzaga and the Big 12. Right now, you know, I I did have conversations uh, with, with UConn and Gonzaga, and unfortunately, you know, Things didn't work out only because, you know, the dream scenario unfolded for us. Um, so those conversations, uh, you know, are are, are no longer. Um, I'm a big admirer of both those programs. They're fantastic for all the right reasons. Um, but right now, you know, I'm focused on the transition of those four in right now. And, and also, how do I leverage the fact that, you know, I'm now a 16-team league in 10 states, with 90 million people in four different time zones. So that's my focus right now. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. 
did. Nailed it. And Dude. again, I think that they wanted 16. They were never stopping at 14. If they didn't get the four-corner school, Gonzaga would be in the Big 12 today. Gonzaga. If the Pac-12 had stayed together and it was just Arizona, they'd I think they'd have added Gonzaga and UConn. Mm-hmm. Based on what he says there. Yeah, he characterizes it as a backup plan and basically as, hey, if the four corner schools don't work out, you know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go this way. You know, and and, and that makes sense. You know, again, I, I've always said that Gonzaga is a cherry on top option, or, you know, potentially right, it right. could be somewhat of a backup plan. I, I never considered it a true full backup plan because Gonzaga doesn't play football and they're, you know, basketball only plus all the other sports that they have, but but certainly they would be a valuable ad, as as we've discussed at length. So I just think that that again, the contrast, the reason we wanted to play all this for you today is because the contrast, in my opinion, is is really shocking. I I mean you have a guy in Brett Yormark who who is just so silky smooth, just just savvy, gets it, like just totally understands it. And then you've got yeah. another guy in in I guess multiple guys, because typically I'd go right to George Klyovkov here since we're talking about a commissioner and Brett Yormark, but you got another guy, Michael Crow here, and by extension, Ray Anderson, who just seem lost, just seem like they are, they think that they are better than you. They think that, hey, we're, you know, you know, Apple's going to pay us half a billion dollars for some package around TV and streaming and all that. And it's just, it, it just is a tired take i respect people who are arrogant when they win and they're just outperforming you and they're doing all the stuff they need to be doing but if you can't even do what you need to be doing then you really shouldn't be asking folks like espn for 50 yes. a year you just should yes i agree all right let's get your thoughts in here after we tell you that bucked up is the official energy provider of the monty show every day on this show i tell you um, that I am dying from this post nasal drip. It I have this. Returned. I have this little cough that just shows up, and you're in the middle of a sentence. You're like, <coughs> <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world when you talk for a living. But I'll tell you, one thing really helps you feel better, gives you more energy. It's bucked up energy, man. And their buckshot, you see us drink them every day on the show. You guys should get them online at buckedup.com. Use yes, the promo yes, yes. code. Monty 20 to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. Cheers to you, friends. Ah, so good. Keep them in your fridge. They're so amazingly good when they are chilled. Gives you a mental lift, 200 milligrams of caffeine. It's everything you need for that post-lunch carb crash. When you're sitting there writing a budget or putting together a an excel spreadsheet and you've got 37 pivot tables and you need <laughs> yeah. that sharpness in your brain right you're driving a garbage truck or you're digging a ditch you need that sharpness in your brain Thanks. so you can work at your best that's what bucked up's all about long lasting clean energy you can count on the ingredients because bucked up's on the label Buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the monty show your turn to comment on what are some amazing comments? MJ Bissett uh, says, go mean green. Watching that clip that has a job should feel underpaid. Guys, 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 let me explain the interweb broadcasting breakthrough to you. <laughs> and that's truly what it is. <clears throat> when you hear the president in Arizona State, just listen to the first 30 seconds of this. So basically what the Apple deal was is, 
Apple would spend $500 million in the first year to take all the football games, all the men's basketball games, and all the women's basketball games in the Pac-12, digitally capture them and make them available to everyone. And, um, uh, and you could play the games whenever you wanted to play them. That's wow. Oh. We know. <laughs> Guy, I have YouTube TV. That's exact. You're describing YouTube TV, doorknob. Like I'm unfamiliar it, with it. Yeah, this is not rocket science. I'm not so familiar with that. Guys, guys, guys. And, <laughs> and he's talking with his hands up, guys, right? Guys, guys, guys. So basically what the Apple deal was is Look at him with his Apple hands would spend up. $500 million in the first year to take okay. all the football games, all the men's basketball games, and all oh. the women's basketball games mm. in the Pac-12, digitally capture them and make them available and what the hell does digitally capture them mean? You mean you're going to record them just like any other person or entity would, and then you're going to archive them just like everyone's already been doing, bro. Like, it's wild. It. You have no idea what in the hell you're talking about. Do you, Wandering it, it almost, around in the woods, And dude. listen, listen, I, this, is, this is extreme. I, even I admit it. It almost, almost seems like Apple did a once-over on, on Michael Crow with this deal. They were like, hey, man, we've got innovative technology, and they're only doing this because he Bro. knows he doesn't know better. Right? Yeah. Like, it almost seems like that because you're sitting here in an interview post the destruction of the Pac-12 trying to trying to justify <laughs> why you died on the hill on some Friday meeting that Oregon and Washington were never going to, and then you were surprised two hours later you were in the Big 12. And this guy runs Arizona State. And is the arguably the second most powerful person in the state of Arizona athletic yeah, you know, like stupid. chain of command. Come on, dude. What are you doing? Be Amazing. Better. Steven Smith gives us $10. Thank you, Steven. Do you guys think Iowa and Iowa State will do after all the players are found out in the gambling scandal to prevent another one from happening? Tell them not to gamble and hope that they listen. Prove a point with the discipline. I, I mean, you if you... And if you guys missed the story yesterday, eight more Iowa and Iowa State athletes were essentially kicked out of school um, because they were found to have either gambled and not been truthful in some cases or gambled and tried to destroy records of their gambling. And that's a felony. That's called fraud and lying to investigators. Um, and I, I, at some point, we can't anymore just write this off to, hey, you know, they're innocent kids. They didn't know. Well, that's some bullshit because they did know. Mm -hmm. If they didn't know and they didn't know they were in trouble, why are they trying to allegedly destroy evidence? Um, well, they knew they had done wrong. So I, I, I feel like this is, this is not new. This is just the new reality. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. This is our reality. We all know from Phil Mickelson to the Detroit Lions, NFL players like Pete Rose. This is not new in sports. Guys that play sports are going to gamble on sports. They're competitive mofos, man. And if you don't have a plan in place for this, you're, you're foolish. And I'm telling you now, it's no different than Pete Rose. This is the one rule you cannot break. Agreed. Because you look at this movement with ESPN and ESPN bet with Penn Entertainment, this is, this is, again, the new normal. ESPN, the leading voice of sports in this country, now has put their name on a large number of sports books to be, 
And they're going to have significant influence, I would guess, over the narratives and over the lines and the words that their analysts use will carry significant weight. And we already saw this happen with the NBA draft last year, I think it was. I believe it was, yeah. This past NBA draft, rather, where a pick was changed. And this is just the beginning. Yeah. So, A, if you're a guy that likes to wager, you got to be careful with where you're getting your information from. If you're an athlete and you are and you like to wager, stop being an athlete because you can't do both. That's, that's as simple as I can put it. If you want to be a professional athlete, which means if you want to play college-level ball or higher, you can't gamble. Yeah. Period. Just that, or if you want to gamble, your, your athletic career's over. Those, those are the A and the B. Take your pick and make a final decision because there's no going back. Yeah. Because once you bet on a game, and I don't care if that game is your game, somebody else's game, your sport, a different sport, you're out. That's that's as simple as as, as it can be. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you have to at some level, when ESPN's name is on sports books, you have to at some level protect and ensure the integrity of the outcome of the game. Yeah, and I think that gambling is something that that obviously is pervasive in the culture, man. I mean, it is it is everywhere, and it's it, uh, I still maintain it is who gets caught because everyone's doing it, and and I think that you know everyone at first was all surprised when the amount of athletes got caught that did, and then more have come out, more have come out, but more it, like. It's but just, is this any different? And and here's where really I struggle with this gambling conversation. Yeah. It's no different than weed or alcohol or cigarettes or it, it it is it is as simple as we can put it. If you steroids, if you're a professional athlete and you test positive for steroids, what's gonna happen? You're gonna get suspended. If you're a professional athlete and you get caught gambling, you're gonna get suspended. Mm-hmm. It, it's that simple. I, I don't understand why why we have to complicate this or Look at gambling like it's some big black cloud and, hey, let's go down the alleyway behind the dumpster and we'll place a wager. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? You know what you're doing. I just don't I don't think this is complicated. And I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but I have zero sympathy for these kids at Iowa and Iowa State. Yeah, and I think the only zero. difference, look, the only difference between, like, let's say, you know, weed or, like, substance abuse, let's say, versus gambling is when it's a guy who's in who who's on the team gambling, I think then it kind of, you know, solidifies your point like you can't have, you know, a guy on your team gambling on the game that then impacts the line that another company has set on that game. And but but it's the same thing as w- w- kicking guys out for smoking weed, which is legal in half the country. Right? You you know the rules like I the giant, the San Francisco Giants game is on in the background. Mm-hmm. When I worked at the great KMBR 680, the sports leader in San Francisco, a guy named Melky Cabrera was the left fielder of the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. World championship contending San Francisco Giants. He got caught for using performance-enhancing drugs, and all anybody talked about was like, wow, what a mistake, and – Man, we're all let down, and I can't believe our brother did this to us and abandoned us. And 
Well, if you bet on gambling, how is it any different than what he just did? It, 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 it isn't any different. You're letting everybody down because everybody knows the rule. Do you think all these dudes are sitting around some campfire in the middle of the locker room at Iowa State being like, okay, I got a 20 spot on the over. Like, that's not how it works. You know what they're doing? They're hiding. They're using VPNs. They think they can get away with it. But the problem is, unless it's bookie guy, if you go to Vegas as a college athlete and bet, you're going to get turned in by Vegas because it's illegal and they know it's illegal. Yeah. If you go to sports books around the country and you're a professional athlete, if you play in the NBA, the NHL, the Major League Baseball, football, whatever, the sports book is going to turn you in. This is fucking America. So we've driven people to, well, uh, hey, my, my, uh, my bookie uh, Jerry's on the phone. Jerry, give me a dime on it. Like, that's what we've done. Yeah. Yeah. Every, it, 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 I don't know. When, when, when I was in college, there was a bookie on every campus. I got to believe that's still the same thing. Got to believe it. Yeah, because there's still a need for it, and there's still no, uh, you know, it's not legalized, obviously. I don't know. I'm probably making too much out of it, but I just feel like this gambling, this stuff with, with placing bets, we got to get the fuck over it. Because we make it out like these guys are criminals. They're not criminals. They're not criminals. We'll let you smoke and drink, but you place a bet, you're a criminal. What, what are you talking about? Free, free, are we, do we have freedoms or not? I just don't care. You're an adult. You want to bet on something? Just understand the ramifications. It's what I always say about swinging a golf club. It's the perfect analogy. Swing the club and deal with the consequences. You want to place a bet? Place your bet and deal with the consequences. And if you're an athlete, you better know that you just gave up your athletic career. You're so fucked. It's that simple. Freedom's free, dude. Only it's not. Is what it is. Uh, Raider Mark says, didn't an uh, Iowa State athlete's mom place bets for her kid? There are so many wild stories out there uh. that I don't want to detail it. I don't want to detail because I'll be honest with you. I have I have read so many things about the Iowa State scandal. It's not the best situation, and we all know that. It's wild, yeah. the storytelling. And, yeah. and until – one of the things I will say about these college kids and gambling and when kids like this get in trouble, I want to wait for the ultimate outcome. Because if you vilify a kid, whether it's Duke lacrosse back in the day or whatever the scandal is, mm -hmm. you know, remember the BYU Duke volleyball racial incident thing? Like, we vilified people for that stuff. Let's just wait and see because we're changing their lives forever. I don't want to get into his mom did this with his dad that made him possible. Like, I, I get it. You need to pay me a picture. You know what I'm saying? It was probably too much of an extension. Um, <laughs> Jeff Woodworth, how many Iowa kids uh, had broken fingers last year? Ow, my knee hurts, seriously. Uh, Christopher Shannon says, kick them off the team, eliminate NCAA eligibility. You have to. Yeah. Your career's over. Yeah, and, it, it, and look, I, I, look I, I think that we can be – like, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I mean, it's just like anything else, right? It, it's, it's choices and consequences. I totally agree with that. At the same time, though, I do think there's a bigger picture conversation around culture on campuses, man. Like, I, 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 I don't disagree. Gambling, in my opinion, should be available in every state. It's much like anything else, dude. You want to go have a beer or too many beers or whatever, you're more than welcome to do that. You are an Just adult. Just don't drive. Don't, don't be an idiot afterwards, right? It, it's, it's one of those same things, but 
But unfortunately, we have to accept the fact that sometimes people do dumb things, and that's the only way they learn not to do those dumb things. And it just, yeah. it just is what it is. That's life. It, exactly. We all, we all want freedom. We don't want consequences. Well, and I feel like what we want for these kids is like some sort of like kind of grace period. And I just, nah, I bro. don't think that exists, and it probably shouldn't exist, man, because. Because now it's like, oh, well, if there's a grace period for this, what's next? And I, and I just, we don't need to be nice constantly. That's the biggest problem. But we only do this shit in college. Excuse my French. We only do this stuff in college. Wasn't it Michigan State today who came out and said they're going to sell beer at like three games? Well, because we can't have beer. Never mind what's these. going on in the parking lot, yeah, right? We can't have, Jake, we can't have beer around these young, <coughs> impressionable, you know, athletes that were, we're trying to oppress their income and reach into their NIL money. We can't be giving them beer. And you know, um, did you think there's not kegs back in their dorms? Do you think they're off campus apartments where you can't go? Or they're just, do you think they spread holy water all over the apartment floor? Every yes. Year? Yes. Nothing goes on off campus. Are you kidding me right now? Come on. Uh, Capazzo, what's up in the GZ? Capazzo, good to see you. Monty, weed is illegal throughout the nation. State laws can't trump federal law. I've heard this a thousand times. Everybody always makes this. This is a different show, by the way. But all I will say is everybody says state law can't trump federal law. The only problem with that is state law often trumps federal law. Ask, go anywhere in this country where weed is legal. Any state that's got legal marijuana. Go, go look at it. Go check it out, dude. Where, where's the FBI raiding all of the, the weed houses? Where was the FBI in uh, Colorado? Where's the FBI in Arizona where the dispensary business is booming? Where <laughs> now sports betting is booming? Oh, that's right. That's a, this, it's legal in that state. My bad. My, my bad. It's a federal law. Uh, <coughs> it's <coughs> different show. Different show. But I, I, I understand what you're saying. Rick Forrester. My priest made a bet with my your full your priest did not, sir. My priest made in a bet God's with his bookie name, image and likeness for me when I was underage. I don't believe you. Yeah, was his book his bookie's name Moses? <laughs> and he bet on Notre Dame, right? I think I've hit it every time. I think you have. Conference Commissioner Gumby says, "Good thing Olive Garden breadsticks aren't illegal." Amen wow. to that. If they were, I'd be a lot thinner. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, crab. For $10, do you think Oresco is worried that if the Pac-12 and Mountain West merge and the college football playoff goes to five auto bids, that the AAC would be screwed as the Pac-Mountain West merger conference dominates the fifth auto bid in the college football playoff? I don't think that's the case. I could be wrong. Note that none of the bids in the expanded college football playoff are set. Yeah. Everybody tends to forget that, that – I think it's 2025 and beyond. The auto bids are not set. Yeah. So we have a long way to go there. TBD. Yeah. And I think, <coughs> excuse me, that's also why, my cough, um, <coughs> that's also why I think realignment's not done. Yeah. I think we are far from done in realignment. And listen, I think Mike Oresco is a phenomenal commissioner of the, the AAC. Mm-hmm. It's a phenomenal administrator, really good human being, great at his job. He's a victim of circumstance, as is Gloria Navarez. She is waiting 
on Oregon State and Washington State, who our sources have told us the Mountain West has an open standing invite to. And I think she would love to add Cal and Stanford as well. But Stanford's not going to the Mountain West. Right. They're not. So I think you now are reliant on some some really difficult decision-making to be made. And there's all kinds of wild rumors out there about, you know, Oliver Luck, and he works for the Pac-12. Well, it turns out he doesn't work for the Pac-12. Turns out he was hired by Oregon State originally, and Washington State wanted his services as well. They became a package deal. Oh. Like, there's all of these wild rumors floating around that the AAC is voting to dissolve. They're mm. not voting to dissolve. Right. They're not. So, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't have a, a firm grip, and I think we're very good about telling you what we know and we don't know. Yeah. I don't pretend to know what's going to happen with these four remaining teams. People that I talk to at the Mountain West, at, at around the Pac-12, everybody is firmly in the position of, why are we going to travel to Texas and New Orleans when we don't have to spend that money? Oh, and I just think that there's no good reason to do it until you find a Power 5 home. You know, I mean, I, I don't know why. And again, I know there's a conversation around, hey, would the PAC and the Mountain West combining turn into a Power 5 conference? Sure, maybe. I, I, I don't know, though. I, I think, you know, the Stanford issue is a big issue. Yeah, it's I mean, a huge is, issue. What, is, Stan is Stanford going to go independent? I, I don't think that's what's best for them. But but if you're not willing or, or you don't want to go to the Mountain West, I don't really see another option for you know. at this time. So that's why I say I think this Mountain West thing is, is a good band-aid for now and then you've got a couple for of now. years here to figure out what you're going to do over the course of the next decade you have three full seasons left yeah to decide where you're going to go and how you're going to get there and I, I i simply maintain you can do three years in the mountain west and it's not going to kill you yeah but if you're going to take the next several years and remember, the Mountain West TV deal is $4 million. Mm -hmm. The AAC TV deal is $7 million per year right now. So let's pretend those numbers stay the same. You have 20 sports at your institution. So are you going to, if you're Cal or Washington State, terrible financial situation. Right. Like strapped for cash. You're irrelevant in football and basketball at both Cal and Stanford. You have 18 other fully financial dependent sports. Are you going to drive a bus to New Orleans from Berkeley if you don't have to? No. Because $3 million more to go to the AAC for 20 sports, the softball and baseball travel alone is estimated to be as much as $750,000 at a major university between co-oping and hotels and flights and and if you go to the AAC and you wind up on the east coast you understand some of those flights that are not charters because you can't afford to fly chartered those are 24-hour road trips from one place to another like think through that it makes very little sense for the pack four to merge with the AAC yeah because I can get from Berkeley to Boise on a bus trip. I can get from Corvallis to Berkeley on a plane or a bus. Like, it's easy travel. Yeah, I, I can go to New Mexico. 
I can go to San Diego. I can go to Fresno. Well, it's that old term that all the old heads in the Pac-12 like to use, right? Regionality. Yeah. Right? It matters. The, the Pac-12, and Michael Crow talked about this, you know, a little bit in that interview that we played some snippets from. He he liked the Apple deal because it allowed the Pac-12 to stay together and continue to be a regional conference. Yeah, That's totally agree. what they care about. All right, Domer Wap says, uh, love you guys, but I'm sorry, Paisan. Someone really needs to get Jake a booster seat. Are we really still on Jake the booster seat? You paid us $5 thank to say Jake. Thank you for paying. Thank you. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. That makes very little Appreciate you, very little sense to me. Uh, football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Download the Papa Murphy's uh, mobile app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to save 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. A little breaking news out of the NFL to lead us off. Adam Schefter, ESPN says Colts running back Jonathan Taylor has once again left Colts camp. You remember last week he left Colts camp to rehab an injury away from the team. Now this week he has personal business and has left the Indianapolis Colts camp. Mm. I, 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 am, I am just going to say again, Jim Irsay, you're screwing this up. He is, a, he is all pro. He is a franchise level running back. The fans love him. He's great in your community. He will kiss babies. He will carry old women across the street. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, not the right thing. There is, by the way, it's a contract dispute. Jonathan Taylor wants to get paid, and the Colts don't want to pay him. Why are you not paying him? Yeah, and I, and I think the way the league is treating backs right now is is unfortunate. And I think, you know, it surprises me when guys like Saquon or Jonathan Taylor, like the best, some of the best backs in the league, yes, can't 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 get paid for whatever reason. And, and it's like it's like this whole Zach Martin concept in Dallas. Now, obviously, he gets paid. Okay, great, they took care of that. But just the idea that Zach Martin had to hold out to get to get paid what he he is well worth. By and then he's, he didn't even become he's easily the best guard in the NFL. Third third highest paid guard in the NFL. So he still took a write down from what a guy like Joe Batonio in Cleveland's getting 20. Yeah. I, I'm amazed by it. So then I look at Jonathan Taylor and I'm like, dude, why are we playing around with this? Like, is this the, this feels like to me, you know, it, it feels like to me the nice way to say I'm holding out. Personal business. Okay, dude. That's what you have to do. This is the argument with Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley talked all top and said, I'll sit out the season. I don't care. I have to do what's best for running backs. And then he folded and took a discounted deal and did not get a clause to be a free agent after the season. They can use the tag on him next year. And who's paying the price for that right now? Uh, that'd be Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis. Who's paying the price for that right now? And I would have done what Jonathan Taylor's doing. I am not going to pay you a refund every day that I miss camp because you're being a diamond-cutting cheap ass. I'm not doing that. I'm going to report, and ow, my ankle hurts. I need to go see a specialist in my hometown. Oh, hey, you know, um, I have some personal business. I need to fly home for the week. That's what I'd be doing because Jonathan Taylor doesn't have to pay them any money back for going home on a personal matter. He doesn't have to pay them money back. Every NFL player has the right to seek independent medical treatment. 
He doesn't have to pay him money back. But if you hold out, you got to pay him money back. I think that's exactly what I would Cat be doing. Cat and mouse game, dude. It is. Cat and mouse game. That's exactly right. Did you guys see the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today absolutely having a melee in joint practices where one of the Jets coaches caught a haymaker and went to the hospital after this was over. And by the way, not for nothing, during this whole practice, uh, the Jets offensive line was terrible. Look at this video of Aaron Rodgers having to like dump this ball off for his life. They pressured the Jets yes. all practice long yes. to the point where Aaron's not able to hang in there. Well, and, and look at what you're seeing with their offense, right? Like, so if the offensive line doesn't make Zach or Aaron dump balls off early, what's happening? Like this, like this one where Aaron's having to push up through the pocket and find a crossing route that's probably not there in a real game. Like, I, I, I get it. The Jets are a hot commodity right now, and I love the Dalvin Cook signing. But this is, this is we've been talking about this since before the Aaron Rodgers trade. Like, Aaron Rodgers is a guy you have to protect. He's not one of these yes. new-age quarterbacks that's going to be constantly, you know, running around and, you know, making up for a bad offensive line. And, and that's why I say... You know, Patrick Mahomes gets paid at the rate he does because he can make up for a bad offensive line. He can save you probably five, six sacks a game just by his ability to run around and find the open guy six, seven, eight seconds into the play. So that's Correct. why I say, like, dude, the Jets are cool and everything, but if they can't protect him, you're going to have issues. Yeah, I, I think, by the way, Aaron Rodgers stopped practicing today after he felt pain in his calf. So he's still dealing with this calf injury. How do you not have a good offensive line? Again, I'm a talk show host. I am not an NFL general manager. Yeah. You just went and traded for the most expensive quarterback in the history of the NFL. And you don't have an offensive line. Watching Hard Knocks last night on HBO. Robert Sala, the coach of the Jets, railing the offensive line. Man, I like the examples he used, right? Man. Like, you can have great wide receivers. You can have a Hall of Famer, a quarterback. You can have all this great stuff. But if you can't protect your quarterback and you can't give him time, you it doesn't matter how fast that, you know, what the 4-3 speed does outside if he doesn't have time to throw it. Yeah, totally agree. And, dude, this blindside story. Bro, it just keeps getting worse by the day. Michael Orr. You know Michael Orr. You know this story. Michael Orr was a homeless kid. This family took him in. The Tui family took him in. Michael Orr is now suing the Tui family, saying that they tricked him into signing papers to give them conservatorship over Michael Orr, which means they control his money. He alleges that he never got any of the blindside money. And now... All of the details of this are coming out. And my only question is, I think Michael Orr is 37 years old. You really had no idea that all of your money was being watched over by the Tui family? You're 37 years old, man. How, how is that possible? Yeah. How is it possible that Michael Orr didn't know he was adopted? He, he had to have, like they're telling him, hey, you're like, we're adopting you. And 
how did he not something's not right here right something is not right it feels off to me i could completely see a scenario where maybe somebody made a bunch of money off of a professional athlete took that money and walked away from him but I can't see a scenario where Michael Orr had no idea that he was not adopted and was under conservatorship. That, that, just, that does it's not. It's hard to believe. I mean, it really is hard to believe. And it, and it makes one wonder, like, what is he really suing over? What What is the, because it can't just be that. It can't, like, it just, it can't nah. just be that. Uh, there has to be something that is not public knowledge yet that, like, because they're clearly playing the PR marketing game, you know, bashing each other in the media. Like, we've seen this movie before over the years. And so I look at this and I say it's always a case of, you know, three months from now, a court session's going to be held and all this stuff's going to come out. And they're going to settle out of court. Yeah, and, and, and then maybe we'll never know. Who the hell knows? But I just, I just, I don't know. I would be surprised. And by the way, real quick, for all the people saying that Sandra Bullock should have her Oscar removed or whatever. Sandra Bullock starred in The Blind Side. Come on, dude. And what played the character of his I don't know can I say his adopted mother sure. Michael Orr's yeah. adopted mother was played by Sandra Bullock in the movie and now these idiots on on social media are like she's got to give the Oscar back why why does she have to give the Oscar back why I I I'm doing a job dude yeah and Jim Rome made a great point today is Killian Murphy being accused of dropping nukes on no, he's not. That's because he played Oppenheimer doesn't mean the guy dropped nukes on anybody. He's an actor. Sandra Bullock's an actress. Yeah. And she played a role, and she did a really good job, and she won an Oscar. Let's not get carried away. And look, Sandra Bullock's got – no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. Like, what kind of – what? where's the thought process that says, well, you know, the Tuies guys, guys. did this. Sandra Bullock's got to give her Oscar back. No, she doesn't. No, she does not. It's one of the most ridiculous things I have ever heard. And I think it's second only to people who have never had a Papa Murphy's calzone. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the calzones. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Get it the easy way, man. Download the Papa Murphy's mobile app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Remember, on the show, there are rules about pizza we don't use red sauce. Yeah. We only use barbecue sauce. You get that fresh made crust in store every day at Papa Murphy's. Put the barbecue sauce on it. Do it. Put all the chopped fresh daily vegetables on it. Then, you know, hey, if you're one of those weirdos who likes pepperoni, put pepperoni on top of it. But it's barbecue sauce. We don't use pizza sauce or red sauce anymore. Right? We're all on board with that. Okay, good. Good. Uh, Rick Forrester says uh, the Gambinos eat calzones. That's right. Yeah, I believe Brett Yormark's a customer of That's right. Papa Murphy's. Yeah. I think it's so funny that people are like, wow, I'm his wife's brother's cousin. 
was a Gambino member. No. So Brett Murphy's a Gambino crime family boss now. <laughs> I mean, he, he has the look. Yeah. He has the look. Uh, Jet Wayman, don't you come in here dude. and talk about Satan's testicles bro, like that. Jet, dude, who do you think you Olives? are, bro? You used to be a daily guy, and then you roll in here, and you want to just do one comment about olives. I don't get anything about bets or, or, I'm sorry, positions. Olives. You come in here with olives, dude. Come on now. That's hurtful. You know on this show that, A, you hit the like button because we're always trying to get to 500, 1,000 likes per show. So please make sure you hit the like button. Um, and then hit subscribe if you are not subscribed to the channel. Uh, we have just two weeks to add 2,000 subscribers on the channel. Let's get that done. But, yeah, you, come on, man. No olives. Teddy? Because it's garbage. I know you're the tile king of the state of Utah, but no olives. Yeah. Let's not get come carried on. away. Uh, Rene Roca says the Italians perfected pizza with tomato sauce. That's a lie. Where is the Italian? That's a that's a myth spun in. Yeah, that's you know. You know that's made up. Yeah, you know, it is true. That's a lie. Uh, blue cheese? No, dude, no. bro. Why? Why? No. It, no, because it's garbage. Aaron Wilson, who won't win the tickets, says barbecue chicken bacon pizza does go hard. It does. Dude, barbecue chicken pizza. Yeah, mm. come on. I am a huge, huge fan. Chad Masters. Sandra Bullock needs to give me my money back for Speed 2. Oh, please. What about Speed 1? Terrible movies. Keanu Reeves, bro. Bro. Uh, Tom says, are you still going to clip that first hour of the show with the beat behind it? Of course. Of course we will. Why wouldn't we? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, why wouldn't? Why, why? You can get the beat on our audio podcast, too, every day, by the way. Football 50, 10 of the hour. Every hour we play a little football 50. We do this every Bang. year, dude. We've been doing the show 10 years, and we do this every year. Yeah. Right? And everyone's like, hey, I don't like the music. Turn the music off. And then like a week later, like, hey, that has a certain beat to it. Yeah, it's got a certain vibe, bro. <laughs> Come on now. Conference Commissioner Gumby says, Gumby Gambino. Hey, dude, you are Gambino. the boss. Gambino. You are not a capo. You are full on the boss. Uh, Christopher Shannon, the man, the myth, the legend. Yes, Teddy the. Wayman. Uh, Aaron Wilson says, Godfather Gumby. Uh, Mike Smith says banana peppers. No, uh, God, no, no, Dude, no, just, no, uh, no. Are we just are we just having a? Do we need to start over or something? Like, what is going on here? What like olives and now banana peppers? Yeah, what are we doing? Come dude? on, guys. Doesn't God. make you feel responsible. Please, please, please. Let's relax. Uh, Jet Wayman says, been going through some things, Jake. I listen every day, my friend, while you're eating olives. Yeah, dude. I mean, things that, look, I, and I'm not actually giving you a bunch of crap about this. I'm just joking. But but Jet, come on, dude. You, you're, I know you're going through things. But, dude, olives, nothing pushes you to eat olives, dude. Come on. And I'm just saying, it, maybe you're going through things because you eat olives. That's Because the, it's garbage. You're, it makes you feel a certain types of way to ingest, yeah. as, as I like to call them, Satan's giblets. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? I don't know. Good to see you, Teddy. Uh, Jeremiah Champion, chicken, bacon, cheddar. I had barbecue sauce, and it's heaven. Dude, it's so good. Ooh, chicken, bacon, cheddar's all right. Yeah, dude. Chicken, <laughs> bacon. It's okay. Astro Magnus. Hello. Uh, I'm Italian. The pepperoni comment crossed the line. You're not Italian. Yeah, you're not. Listen, I, it's not Italian. Pepperoni is terrible. No. Where is the Italian? No. Capicola. We can talk about Capicola. Different, dude. We can talk about about some Genoa. You want some salami? We can talk about that. Pepperoni? Mm. No. 
No, no dude. We're not doing pepperoni. No. And I am Italian as well. So just take it easy. RB says, Timmy McGraw, Friday Night Lights was a better sports movie. Not doing it. Dude. Okay, bro. Best sports movie ever. Three, two, one. No. No, dude. Uh, Cougar Tracks. If it ain't pineapple and Canadian bacon, it ain't pizza. You're not even lying, dude. He has our full respect. And donuts. Save the olives for the garden. Thank you. Yeah, seriously. Thank you. Capazzo. Red sauce with extra pepperoni and olives topped with blue cheese. Damn. Boy, Capazzo's on one today. That weed is not legal. Substitute olives. Kiss my butt. Rick Forrester, you will not find any pizza in New York with barbecue sauce on it. Well, maybe, I, maybe I won't go to New York then. Maybe I won't. Yeah. You know. Uh, MJM for $5. Sports marketing classes and business schools around the country will use the demise of the Pac-12 in case studies for years to come. Yeah, they will. Yes, they will. Maury Alvarez for $2. You love Olive Garden, but hate the giblets, dude. Olives are... No. No. I mean, if you don't understand that every time you eat an olive, you shorten your life by like 21 days, uh, you know, I, I don't know. How can I help you if you're not going to grasp the, the fact that olives, if you eat olives, they literally, it, while they're in your stomach, they siphon off your soul. And, and then when you poop, your soul poops out with the olives. So I think this is common knowledge. Speaking of sports marketing classes, I think in every sports marketing class, they teach you not to eat olives because your soul, it makes you poop your soul out. It's probably too much. You guys probably you, you probably okay, uh, weren't ready. Dude, people are tweeting at me saying we did the whole first hour with the music in the background. That is not true, dude. That is absolutely not true. We dude, have not, dude. What music was playing in the background? I have no idea. And I don't think there was. I think someone tuned in. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking Like, what are you talking about? We we didn't do the first the whole first hour with music in the background, bro. Yeah, I we do that. We do football at fifty every hour, man. That's not like a new thing. Like, well, why are we tripping today, man? Is is it that it's Wednesday? It, and it's okay if that, if it's Wednesday, that's fine. I understand. I understand. Yeah, I I guess so. We'll see. But also new to this Wednesday is Tom Schultz, the newest member Whoa! of the Monty Show. Yeah, Let's there's go. Some music for you. Let's go, Tom. Appreciate you very much. Did we? We didn't. We did not have background yeah, music. I don't playing. know what you guys are talking about. Like, what are you talking about, man? Man, what you talking about? Uh, football at fifty beat. Thank you very much. Yeah. Now see too much gravy for my biscuits. Yeah, see, like the, the usuals get it. Yeah. Jeremiah Champion. People who believe olives are good are the same people who believe the Pac-12 would survive. I exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Wayman, who um, I believe is going to apologize for olives here any minute. Uh, there wasn't any music other than the football at 50, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Waves in opposition. Thank you. All right. Let's remind you that this hour of the show is presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com. Uh, you guys, if you have not been to TridayTrading.com, and I simply ask you this, uh, did you make $1,000 today at work? Did you today earn $1,000 on your job? If you didn't, TridayTrading.com. Because when you graduate the Triday Trading program, they're going to open up an account that has money in it for you, willing, able, and ready to trade. 
And when you make money with Tri-Day Trading's money, they're going to give you 80% of the profit. That's how confident they are that they're going to make you bread. And, and sure enough, last night I was talking to Steve, and Steve was telling me, hey, you said on the show, day trading, it doesn't matter if the market's up or down. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Hey guys. If the market had a great day, day traders had a great day. If the market was down 500, day traders had a great day. Because it doesn't matter where the market is. They have processes and systems and algorithms and software that shows you where to where to trade, how to trade, what to trade. That's exactly why you go to TridayTrading.com. And if you want to do it part-time, their part-time traders make three to $500 a day. That could be $120,000 as a side gig for you mm -hmm. that takes about 90 minutes a day to do it part-time. How much easier could it be? TridayTrading.com. Sign up for your $10 30-day trial membership. It's a charitable donation that Triday Trading gives that money right to charity. That's a tax write-off for you. And at the end of that 30 days, if it's not for you, walk away. But trust me, nobody walks away because it is that good. Uh, let's get you reset on the show today. I think the biggest stories in sports, no doubt about it, it is this Michael Crow interview on 98.7 Arizona Sports um, where Michael Crow goes into the details on this Pac-12 deal with Apple and he talks about the minutes and the moments where the Pac-12 died. Now, I'm going to play this bite about Michael Crow talking about, rather, the Apple deal. And I want you to imagine he is, it, he is sitting in front of a bunch of retired 75-year-olds <laughs> who have no idea what streaming is. Because that's what this feels like to me. This is Michael Crow with Arizona Sports 98.7, Mike Broomhead, the Broomhead Show, in Phoenix. And he is excited about this new technology that Apple was bringing to the table. So basically what the Apple deal was, is Apple would spend $500 million in the first year to take all the football games, all the men's basketball games, and all the women's basketball games in the Pac-12, digitally capture them and make them available to everyone. And, um, uh, and you could play the games whenever you wanted to play them. That's a huge, huge, huge thing. And mm -hmm. all of the data from those games would be available. So you could zoom in on Mike Broomhead, the player. You could zoom in on, you know, great plays. You could be watching all the games at the same time if you wanted. There was going to be a, a fee for that, and that was the big uncertainty. And then a guarantee of a certain, uh, a certain income to the schools. And then a joint partnership going forward of anything above the guarantee would be a 50-50 split. So from my perspective, you kept the Pac-12 together as a regional conference. You move towards the broader football championship now, which now is going to have eight teams instead of, of uh, four teams. Uh, uh, and that meant that the conferences would really be there. And then you'd have this whole new way to broadcast digitally all of your content. Most of us thought that was a pretty good deal, including me. Yeah, this whole new way. <laughs> guys, yeah. guys, 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 guys. A whole new world. <laughs> a brilliant streaming place for you. Hey, look here, man. What the fuck? Bro, it's not a whole new way, man. It's not. It's streaming. It's been around for a decade, dummy. What do you mean a whole new way? Like, am I the only one who is truly amazed? And I, I, Jake was kind of looking at me squirrely today. Yeah. And, and it's because I hit a, a new low weight this morning and he finds me, you know, more attractive now, which is awkward. But the point <laughs> is, 
The point is, am I the only one that's like, what the hell is he talking about? Bro, what are you talking about, like, man? He, what do you he mean tries to characterize it as like, guys, 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 me and Elon put together this new technology that allows you to download any of our games at any time and any device. And it's really cool stuff. And you can zoom in and you can look at all the data or data. Uh, and we've never seen it before. It's amazing. Whole new way. Schemers trying bro. to control their little worlds. Whole new way, bro. Haven't you like, seen? What are you have talking you, about? Whole new way. Haven't you seen Nemo? That's what this is. <laughs> what? And if that was all he said, it would be like, okay, uh, you know, that's fine. But you remember a few weeks ago when all the Pac-12 talking heads were like, you guys are stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. That's right, T. When we said, hey, Oregon and Washington never showed up to the Friday meeting. That's not true. Yes, they did. <clears throat> well, it, it actually turns out that they did. Friday morning uh, last week, um, 7 a.m. We're all supposed to get together and be ready to roll, rock and roll. Well, two schools don't show up. I'm like, that's not good. That could mean the Pac-12 is, is uh, being threatened. I mean, it really meant that. It really meant that it was done at that point. That meeting ended uh, 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 right before 8. Uh, and uh, by 10.30, I was meeting with the commissioner of the Big 12 and three of the presidents. Now, just imagine that. Yeah. Now, that doesn't just happen. Right. Uh, and then later that afternoon, they, they accepted our, our uh, uh, desire to join them. And we uh, next year, we'll be a part of that conference. Well, that meeting ended at eight and then by 1030, we were in the big 12 and the Pac-12 was dead. The answer is yes. Because Oregon and Washington just didn't show up. Nope. And at that point, they pulled the ripcord. And I remember what we reported on Thursday night, Michael Crow sat in an Arizona Board of Regents meeting with Bobby Robbins, where Bobby Robbins said, hey, I'm on board moving to the big 12 and you know, we have decided here at Arizona that we are going to stay in lockstep with Arizona State because we realize as a pair, we're very influential. And all I know is I want Arizona State to go with us. I'm going to the, I, I at Arizona, we're going to the Big 12. Michael, where are you at? What constitutes a promise? Because Michael Crow <laughs> had intimated that he was going to then speak up in the meeting and say, yeah, we're going to the Big 12. It's what's best for education in Arizona. And then when it was his turn to step up and say that, Michael Crow, the president at Arizona State, said, yeah, I'm not ready. Uh, I want to hear the grant of rights. Uh, I believe that the Pac-12 is the best place for all of us to stay. And the meeting went to hell in a handbasket. And Bobby Robbins said, we're out. We're leaving. And Michael Crow said, no, nah, we're going to stay. We're going to go to this meeting tomorrow. And then Michael Crow showed up at that meeting, and there was no Oregon, and there was no Washington. Pack this thing up. We're out of here. Two hours later, there was no Arizona, and there was no Utah. And, oh, by the way, there was no Arizona State. Mm. So he, Michael Crow, to the end, and remember who this guy is. This is the guy who loudly, roundly, and without fail or waiver supported Larry Scott, the commissioner of the Pac-12. Thanks. Supported George Klyovkov, the murderous commissioner of the Pac-12. Thanks. Remember that that's who Michael Crow was. Yeah. And the other part of this that I find so fascinating is that Michael Crow talked about 
the fact that he believes the Pac-12 should stay together. He talked about the fact that, man, the Pac-12 is amazing and just won't shut up about how great the Pac-12 is. In this interview, you go find me the section where he raves about how great it's going to be being in the Big 12. <coughs> well, keep looking because you're never going to find it. You're never going to find it because he doesn't rave about the Big 12. And it's a remarkable statement from somebody that is a brilliant academic administrator and just an actual, I mean, and I say actual, he is nothing short of a terrible, terrible facilitator for athletics. Yeah. He is, he is actually the reason that Pac-12 athletics are going bankrupt at many schools in the conference, including Washington State, including Cal. You look at Oregon. Why did Oregon wind up in the Big Ten? Because they have a tremendous amount of debt that's coming due in 2025, and they didn't believe that groundbreaking you know, story that Michael Crow is peddling about how great the Apple deal is. Oregon didn't believe that. They believed in 2025 that they were going to be up a creek without a paddle or a checkbook, and they were going to be insolvent. Yeah. That's why they went to the Big Ten. Yeah. That's why they took a significant write-down to go to the Big Ten. They're, they're getting $40 million maximum for the next two years in the Big Ten. But that's far better than what they were going to get in this, oh, this whole new technology called streaming <laughs> from Apple. It's amazing to me. It's ama it is it is it is a amazing. bad look, dude. It's a, it's a bad look. There's no doubt. A and bad I, and, look. And I think that you know the idea that that this guy will not just I mean just outright refuses to say anything remotely positive about the Big 12 is incredible to me considering he almost wrecked another school's opportunity to get into the Big 12. But he's done. And I'm not saying this to be a dick or anything. Michael Crow has done some of the most significant academic facilitating in the entire country. Yeah. The research stuff they do, the studies they do, the education uh, swapping and sharing they do, their relationships. Like, he is a brilliant academic mind, Michael Crow. Brilliant. Second to none. Just get him the hell away from athletics. Yeah. Because he also, the other thing he did, and for all of our Arizonans, I love all of our Arizona listeners. You guys are tremendous. But you would have to agree with me. Defending Ray Anderson, the athletic director at Arizona State, is just, it makes your brain hurt. Yeah. How, are, how is there, Ray Anderson has said many stupid things. In fact, I'm not sure he's ever seen anything brilliant. Right. Ray Anderson, remember, is the guy who said, yeah, we know who we are. We're a top 15 team. That's our ceiling. <coughs> You're a top 15. So you'll never be higher than 15. Nope. That's just not who we are. Nope. But Bob Hurley's done a great job with basketball. Turning the roster over two straight years in a row through the transportal. Everybody out. Everybody in. How's that possible? Yeah. You don't win at football. Oh, that's because you didn't fire Herm Edwards, who you still, after you fired him, for one of the biggest scandals in modern college football recruiting, Ray Anderson fired, fired Herm Edwards. And then you said he did a really good job representing the brand at Arizona State. Uh -huh. Was it all of his assistants that got fired over this that was such a good brand representation? 
Is it the the self-imposed penalties that are such a great reflection of the Arizona State brand? Or I know Sun Devil Stadium, which is iconic. Yeah. Iconic. It is one of the focal points of the Arizona State brand. Is now, what is it? Mountain. Uh, Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America Credit Union Stadium. Boy, that just rolls right off the tip of the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah, nice mouthful there. Do you guys know they just announced that two weeks ago? Excuse me. Two weeks ago, they announced it. They did a live Twitter stream to announce it. They had to turn off the comments on the Twitter stream because people are like, this sucks. It's stupid. I'm going to call it Sun Devil Stadium. We're never going to call it. Like, because it's garbage. Not a single, oh my God, thank you for getting a naming rights deal and tearing down one of the legacies of the history of Arizona State. Sun Devil Stadium. Like Sun Devil Stadium just works. I, and I'm not even saying that because the program is good. It's not that good. It's mid it's at not. best. But Sun Devil Stadium... Dude, it, it just rolls. So Crazy. when you go from Sun Devil Stadium to Mountain America Credit Union Field, like, dude, come on, bro. Tom Dean gives us $5 to say, hey, Pack 4 Lost Boys, Lost Boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Well, nobody's coming for you because, you know, you're, <laughs> you're Washington State. Nobody, yeah. Nobody's coming. Nobody is coming. No one's coming in Jet, and Louie. Jet Wayman for $2. Crow is really lacking in technology, in the technology industry. That's Seriously. what I'm saying. Like, I just, like, it baffles me. Every time something like this happens in the media where someone's talking and they think they've invented fire. And it's like, dude, we've had, we've had matches for like 100 years, bro. What are you talking about? Like, we've yeah, had what streaming What were we listening for- to the other day where this guy's like, I want to go in the ones. And I'm going to try and light a fire. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Uh, you know, you, you want some matches? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's who Michael Crow. I don't remember what we were watching. Or, and maybe it was Mrs. Monty and I were watching something. But this guy's like, I'm going to go into the woods and figure out how to light a fire. And he wasn't talking about, like, rubbing sticks together or ru- rock on. Yeah, this he is a like, castaway, bro. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And I wa- I'm yelling at him. <laughs> do you want a lighter? No, bro. <laughs> like, what? Michael, what did you say? Michael. It's ridiculous. Uh, Gabriel, who's been a member of the show for three months. Let's, let's go. go. Way to go, Gabriel. Appreciate you supporting the show. You guys, make sure you click the join button. You can join for as little as $1.99 a month. What that does is get all your comments highlighted like Gabriel. Um, if you want to join for $9.99 a month, that gets you into our tremendous members-only Instagram chat group. It is phenomenal. Uh, currently, Aaron Wilson is in there posting all about how he is going to win uh, the Oregon at Texas Tech tickets on the line. Presented by <laughs> Bucked Up Energy. Aaron Wilson. I, I don't, Jake and I are the judges of it, oh and creativity is a huge part of it. Yeah. Aaron Wilson's today is at Texas Tech Stadium, like taking pictures of bucked up cans at their stadium. He's made videos of bucked up cans dancing with his head taped on some bro's body. Like, I don't know how you don't win, but I'm going to find a way to make sure Aaron Wilson doesn't win. You have a deal. But all you have to do is interact with bucked up energy. Uh, a bucked up can. Of, uh, in, like, hey, man. You know. Miami right here. The living legend Miami right here. Zero sugar. 200 uh, or excuse me, 300 milligrams of caffeine. Hook it up. Take a picture with a can. Oh. 
you, you don't drink energy drinks. How about a buckshot? How about some collagen peptides? Put an order in at buckedup.com. Use promo code MONTY20. Take a screenshot. Any way you can interact with Bucked Up Energy, that enters you to win. We will announce the winner of these tickets on Friday at 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern, right here on the Monty Show, Oregon at Texas Tech, one of the games of the year. It is the number two, Baylor, Texas, and I was surprised about this because we asked a bunch of people, yeah. what games do you guys want tickets to? Baylor, Texas was number one. Yeah. This Oregon-Texas Tech game is now sold out, and everybody's at, well, do you have any more tickets? Guys, 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 guys. I'm probably not going to win, but do you have any more tickets? No. It's sold, it's sold hey out, bro. It's sold out. But we're giving you a pair of tickets to see Oregon and Texas Tech out there in West Texas. Texas. They're all hat and cattle. Tarrant County. No, that's no, not. No, it's not West Tarrant Texas. County. It's okay. Tarrant no. County. Nope. Who okay. are you? Who are you? The SEC? You don't know the difference? You know, I'm just saying. Uh, Jackson Graham. Sun Devil Stadium is an alliteration. That's why it rolls off the tongue, Jakey Poo. Uh, okay. Okay. That's fine. Uh, Renee Roca says cold-blooded. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby says, where is AA a- a- Aaron Wilson? Pew, pew. Guns up, baby. Texas Tech, you know. It is what it is. LB Seminole, how are you? When someone's talking and they think they've invented fire, quote of the day. I, me, look what I did. Like, literally, dude starts, dude, like, like we're going to roll the clip one more time. Not the whole thing. Just the part, the beginning. I love how in the beginning of the clip, he's like, so this is how the Apple deal got put together. So basically what the Apple deal was, is. And at the end, he's like, this whole new world. That's whole new technology. It's not new. Hey, hey, it's, it, hey, excuse me, sir. Um, Michael. Michael. <laughs> hey, is that you, Michael Crow? Hey, look at me. You son of a bitch. Good to see you. Just wanted to let you in on a little secret. Everybody has streaming on their phone, sir. And, pardon me. Uh, Everybody. It, it um, uh, phone stream go ahead <laughs> it's it's a mm, nope you you guys rail i will <laughs> it's incredible it, dude. it really is it it really really is matt hartley says uh michael crow needs to be fired he doesn't though he he is great at his job part of his job just hire a competent he needs mark harlan he needs the athletic director at Utah, the, I think one of the best athletic directors in the country. Yeah. He needs that level of athletic director, somebody that will be like, get out of my office. We're That's not right, doing, Dave. We're not naming it Mountain America Credit Union Stadium. You fucking donkey. Maybe, field, well, you can't because it's Cush Field, but you can't name some devil state Mountain America. Welcome in, folks. Mountain. You see, we are live at Mountain America Federal Credit Union, FCUA, uh, FDIC, I think. Anyway, <coughs> how, who's going to say that? Sun Devil Stadium, Tempe, Arizona, home of your ASU Sun Devil. Forks down, bro. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. This is, it, it's not rocket science, man. It really is not. Um, Gabriel, who had been here for three months, said, shock that Crow still isn't fired. Yeah, dude. I, he shouldn't be fired, I'm telling you. Uh, let's see. Jay Sleep gives us $5. Give away the tickets to Junior Varsity Game of the Year, Iowa versus Iowa State. Come on, man. Damn. Hey, I'll bet you on that game. 
Oh, <laughs> too soon? Oh. Too soon? Too, too soon? Stay home. No, I won't apologize. apologize. I won't apologize. That was unnecessary. Unnecessary, but very, very good. Unnecessary, but very, very, very yes, good. Yes, it was. Uh, Ron Nolan says post-nasal drip. Dude, it's killing me. Once a year, every year, every year. for like a month. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it, it's awful. Yeah, I mean, I, everyone has had post-nasal drip, oh, right? It's terrible. That's HIPAA? It is the worst thing in the world. Uh, Greg Swain. Hello, Greg. What if Mountain uh, Credit Union paid you a million dollars for naming rights? Well, hey, shit, man. I'd call it the Monty Show presented by Mountain America Credit yeah, Union. See, it's, it's FCUFA not, and... Uh, it's by the different. Way, it's they have different. Great, they have great savings accounts. You need your car loan refinanced. Um, don't go there. They suck. But the yeah, show's hey, presented look, by... Guys, 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 guys. Normally, it would be 7% interest on your car loan right now. <laughs> But you can get 6.99%. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show, and we'll give you one-tenth of one-thousandth of a percent off your interest rate. Hell no. Mountain America Credit Union. Union. Yeah, Greg, if they want to pay us a million bucks, sure. But that doesn't mean I'm renaming my stadium after them. No. 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 The answer's no. Our answer would be hell yes. Hell no. (laughs) No. Arizona State should have said. Hell no. Renaming the stadium. But they did not. They did not, and it's it's wackadoo. Mike Smith says, Grandpa put too much Old Spice on. Dude, tell me that Michael Crow in this video doesn't look like he wears terrible clothes. So basically what the Apple deal was is... I mean, he doesn't smell like a, a Christmas tree or something. Don't you know who I am? Come on, man. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? Jimmy Otson. Uh, does Michael Crow have a Streaming for Dummies book? Okay, guys. Guys, guys, look, guys, I've guys. got this book right here. Streaming for liver spots. All you have to do is dive dive right in. It's like four pages. It is what it is. <laughs> this I can't believe he's like this brand new technology. And the guy didn't even follow up with like, hey, by the way, um, it's not brand new. This brand new technology with huge upside potential <laughs> and minimal downside risk with both military and civilian applications. Patents are pending. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no reset. Oh, my God. It, this is why the Pac-12 is dead. I mean, seriously, dude. Like, like how how embarrassing is it? Oh my God, uh, James Knight, a member for seven months. Oh, what's Let's up, James? Go. Okay. James, I love you, buddy. I do. I actually thought about James is in Melbourne, Australia, and our guy Callum Von Moger was in studio yesterday. What a stud. And James, I thought about you during that. He says if Aaron wins. It will be as bad as Grocock. Nothing will ever. So, Scock. Okay, we back in the day when we were thirsty as hell. Guys, 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 guys. Please subscribe. Like any anything, could you get your sister to subscribe to? Uh, we would bribe people with Xbox giveaways. Here I am. If you're subscribed to the channel, we would we would do a random. We had a computer program that would generate a name. A program. So we were giving away an Xbox, and this kid from Sydney, Australia. Comes on, he's like, oh, Corey Grocock. His literal Scock. name was Corey Grocock. And he's like, if I get, I can't even remember what he said, 10 people. If I get 10 people to say I should win it, will you give it to me? I was like, sure. Thinking that, well, you know, our listeners are a bunch of dick bags. They're never going <laughs> to give you anything. <laughs> They're all wanting this. And what do you know? Like, bing, yes, yes, ding, yes, ding, yes. Ding, 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 we, like, and it filled up the queue. Give it to him. Give it to him. I mail it to him. He sends me a picture of himself half naked with an amazing mohawk. 
I mean, and not even a mohawk, like a mullet hawk. Yeah, it was a mullet for sure. It was a hawk into a mullet. And his mom was actually quite attractive. Um, he sent me a picture because we sent him like autographed T-shirts. And so it was really a moment on the show. It was pretty amazing, yeah. to, if we're being honest. He's never been back. He was like, all right, suckers. You got to get stroked. But he's still a subscriber to the show. So yep. there you go. James. James, good to see you. you. NBA is coming, James. Not today or tomorrow. Or probably next week either. But NBA no. is no. When's parade? It, it, you know. When's parade? Yeah, exactly. Mike Smith. Crow is a dapper Dan man. He is. Better, holier than thou to a T. Yep. Tom Dean for two dollars. Today's game at Johnson and Johnson butt wipe stadium. Johnson. Where you never have to worry about chaping your brown eye because we use moist flushable wipes here at Mountain America Poo Field. <laughs> On the Arizona Sun Devils radio network. That's what it feels like, right? Uh, Renee Roca, Crow Nose Streaming. Exactly. LV Seminole, Michael Crow uses a jitterbug as a phone. I, I guarantee you he's got a flip phone. I guarantee it. Uh, Jim Choi, Marie Antoinette wants to be packed uh, president. Just couldn't understand how schools from the Big 12 could destroy the so-called elite academia. Just blind. Ooh, that's a deep cutting dig. Wow, truck stop conference. <laughs> Still, and I know somebody explained it. It's the dumbest insult ever. Uh, Mark three two four. I'm thinking crow smells like Werther's Originals. Oh, those are so good. Werther's Originals are actually okay. Good. Let's see Werther's Originals. You don't know what Werther? Oh my god, you guys, dude, you don't know what a Werther's is. Oh, it's lovely. Let's see. Let's see. It's lovely. Lovely. Okay, so this looks like a donut or candy Aaron, of some kind. Aaron, it's candy, you jerk. Oh, okay. Oh Just checking. Aaron Wilson, I'm winning. W winning at what? Look at me. Certainly not the tickets. Um, Conference Commissioner Gumby says Monty had to write Grillcock on the custom customs form, and it's I cock. enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We're standing at the counter, you know, doing the customs form, and that thing was so the lady. Expensive. So here's here's the thing: you never get good service anymore, right? I think we can all agree on that. You rarely get good service ever. This particular package, we go to send out at the post office, and the lady's like, "Cause you were like, hey, I don't know how to do the customs form. Could you help me with it?" So she takes the custom form, is like, "Just tell me the information. I'll write it down." He's like, "Corey Grocock," <laughs> and she's like, like, a like, slight hesitation. She's like, "Sir." <laughs> I'm trying to be patient with you. <laughs> yeah, that I'm telling you, it was. I think it was close to 100 bucks to ship it. Yeah, and it took about 20 days or so. I think it took forever. Yeah, it took a while to get there. Yeah, it was crazy. Jeff Woodworth, uh, Michael Crow found out you can play football on Xbox and thinks that he should be in the uh, that should be in the media deal. Seriously, seriously. All right, a couple more on this because then we got to talk about NFL coaches. Uh, Mike Smith. Uh, you got to be either confident or tough with name like Grocock, dude. Dude, you got to have the drip, bro. I think it's different in Australia. I think it is. Uh, Mike B says Monty's love for Werther's original outs him as an old uh, officially. I hey, if Werther's if Werther's originals makes me old, I'm old. Mm -hmm. I love butterscotch, dude, all day. Boss Frog, my guy, what's up? Did you see TCU and SMU are no longer going to play after 2025? Boss, are you okay? I mean, I. I I, do you need somebody to come and polish the leather seats in the Titan? Ow! Are you going to be okay? It really hit me. You're, how, it's, a, it's a dark time for Boss Frog. Boss, how, how are you guys going to survive without 
Dallas on your, you know, like you, the city. You got to get stroked. You've lost the city of Dallas in the state of Texas. It's that's MU. How the, the rivalry. And I just don't know how you'll ever survive. Let's wind the clocks back a year. <laughs> and I love that SMU. No, no, I'm not doing it again. We're not. No, no. SMU fan, put down the phone. I am not having an SMU is amazing argument today. No. I do not have the energy. Go back to your oil rig. Uh, Aaron, just curious, who's your plus one to the game? Ooh. Aaron Wilson, I believe you're being, you are being paid. Aaron Wilson, line one. Uh, It's fair. I think Arizona State is fine, but I think Crow absolutely needs to start changing his tune. When it comes to the Big 12, amen. Yes, dude. He has been flat-out disrespectful to the brand logo and all other teams. He really has. Yeah. He really has. Like, it is amazing to me that Michael Crow has said very few good things about the Big 12. Yes. And I get it. 10 out of 10 did not want to leave the Pac-10. None of these institutions wanted to go, but they all did. Yep. Well, six of the 10 did. None of them wanted to go. Yeah. But note that Taylor Randall at Utah, Mark Harlan at Utah, had a press conference just so that they could talk about what an amazing person and a sharp dresser that Commissioner Yormark is, and he's a tremendous businessman, and this conference is amazing, and right. basketball's the best, and football's amazing, and they, that's about what you got in the Utah press conference, and wisely so. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona State's like, eh. Yeah, had to go somewhere. Just found the nearest turlet to take a dump on. Happened to be the Big 12. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah, it does. In all seriousness. He th- no. Nope. Jeff Woodworth. Uh, That's what Deshaun Watson said. You never get good service anymore. Scock. <laughs> James Knight. No, not, not different here, Monty. He would have been beaten up at school. <laughs> Damn. You think? Hey, what's your name? I'm Corey. Oh. And then you imagine on the first day of school, the teacher's like, Corey, uh, Corey, Corey, Growcock. Scock. And he's like, here. Present. <laughs> yeah, present. <laughs> exactly. Uh, roundabout, nothing wrong with being old. I'm an old, but also a tooth chipper. I am not a tooth Dude, chipper. I'm, that's, well, that was kind of my point. There's nothing wrong with being old, but you damn well better know what streaming is. Like, the issue is he doesn't know what streaming nothing is. Nothing wrong with being young, but you better know what Werther's originals are. Oh, please. Are you it see- doesn't count if it happened before I was in existence on the planet, dude. You, no. <coughs> there are so many things wrong with that statement. Look, guy, there are so many things wrong with that statement. Well, if it didn't happen before 1993, fuck them all. Nobody said boo. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. The Godfather sucks. Um, like deep dish pizza sucks. The Cubs in 84, they suck too. And Van Halen, I don't care who they are. They suck too. And Van Hagar's worse than Van Halen. So screw them too. You're a douche. Whatever. Corey Erickson. Hello, Corey here. Uh, what do you want? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Right. Cody Strickland. Hello, Cody Strickland. Well, well, well. Good to see a morning show. Uh, we were telling somebody today we used to do mornings, and good to see one of our morning show guys hanging around. James Knight, Jake, you were still cooking in Monty's bag. Yeah, dude. How how am I supposed oh, to know man. what what what, I have what not, all this stuff is? I dude. have not used that line in years. Hey, man, you were boiling in the bag when I was eating. Yeah, weather. dude. Like, I don't. How am I supposed to know about all this stuff that happened before I was even born? You know. 
I, I, I am. Like, what do you want me to do? Oh my God, you guys. Mrs. Monty is texting me. Oh, my God, so much from the weekly produce box, including watermelon. You better eat some watermelon. I know, Risa. Hey, what do you guys want for dinner? Uh, smoke watermelon? <laughs> Apparently, we have a ton of watermelon. Uh, LV Seminole, yeah, man, you got to try Werther's. They're awesome. I'm not denying that. They are I'm so not... good. Fat. They are so good. So, so good. Not uh, denying that. Stan says, I, I feel for sorry for the Big 12 presidents who now have to deal with Michael Crow. Seriously. Giggity, how are you, my guy? Thanks for your service. Imagine Monty using the great quote after most shows with Jake. Your fault as a son is my failure as a father. Your failings as a son are my failings as a father. I am your father. Do you know where that's from? No. Oh, my God. It's from and, Gladiator. Uh, it's Marcus Aurelius. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Talking I, I to communists. That. Sorry, that was a little too obscure for me. Yes, and then and then promptly kills. Yeah, and then he gets murdered. Yeah. So, you know. Me? It's it just, you know, it, <laughs> it's what it is. No, Gumby. Pepperoni and watermelon on, you know, barbecue pizza. Hell oh, no. Bro, pause. Thank you, Corey Erickson. Werther's are excellent. Okay, I never denied that they Jack were excellent. Weed. I'm just saying, hey, how am I supposed to know about stuff that happened before I was born? Jeff Watson, by uh, BYU interview, interview stated that uh, new 16-member conferences in 10 states has expanded to 90 million potential viewers. In my opinion, January 2030, BYU uh, BY increases media payout by a significant amount. Let's see what the market looks like. Yeah, and I think that's why they did the deal they did. He specifically said that. Hey, we're going to do this deal this way because we want to make sure we have a huge value proposition in january of 2030 yeah michael c rodriguez mike what's up what's a bigger debacle bud light or the pac-12 dude you're not even that's not a terrible comparison the de the destruction of the 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 bud brand is remarkable i mean it is and it's not just bud bud light it's budweiser as well yeah and i you look at the pac-12 Nobody would have ever thought Bud Light would have the destructive year that it had. The I don't. Fallout. I don't think anybody thought the Pac-12 would disappear. I, yeah, that's not a terrible comparison at all. You know, uh, Boss Frog says, "Hey, Mike Smith, where do I create the President Michael Crow Digital Education Scholarship?" <laughs> wow. Uh, David Klotz, lay off, Jake. How is he supposed to know about something that has existed his entire life? Yeah, seriously, will you settle yeah, down? Yeah, but, dude, it, settle it, down. it was created before I was born. Never brought... Dude, it's not like you put a Werther's in my mouth right uh, out of the womb, bro. Like, what am I supposed to do? Werther... I, I didn't put it in your mouth. It was a suppository. Uh, let's see. Russell. Uh, I'm 37, and I remember the Werther's original commercials as well as the Grey Poupon, Tootsie Pop, and the Pol the Polnar All Fruit commercials. Get your ish together, Jake. You're falling apart. Uh, apparently, dude. Oh, fuck. Uh, apparently. I mean, this is incredible. Oh, I don't even know what to oh say. Oh, my God. I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, Mike Smith says, get Jakey a Werther's binky. Dude, like, for real. I mean, it's fair. Who did it worse? Russian inflation, Bud Light or Pac-12? Dude, has this not been one of the craziest years in, in our lifetimes? Yeah. I don't care how old you are. Well, I think, you know, I, again, probably a different show, but I think you could make a strong case if you combine everything that's happening right now that since, you know, that little pandemic hit, 
since from nothing's then, been normal. Yeah, from then through now and probably the next several years, nothing's been the same. Yeah. Life oh, is different. Giggity. Hell yes. Anyone remember those strawberry and cream candies? Yes. Yes. Cowboy Country says, I love deep dish Van Halen and Calzones from Papa Murphy's. Yes. So I said, yeah. Like, how do you hate Van Halen? I don't hate Van Halen. Yes, you. Oh, my Bro, God. Okay, here's the difference. Here's the difference. You went on a Van Halen run when we would drive to work. So I would have to, for the first hour of my day when I was in no mood for anybody... I'd have to listen to you singing Van Halen on the car ride. And then you're like, dude, get into it, bro. It's Van Halen. And I'm like, dude, bro, can you just chill for like an hour? Like, can you just chill? I wake up with a lot of energy, yeah. frankly. So, like, we're in the car, and my guy over here is piping Van Halen. And I'm just like, dude, like, it, it, it's, piping, it's only seven, bro. Piping Van Halen. <coughs> Brad says, <laughs> oh, God, this is going to draw some heat. <laughs> he says, mmm, cream savers. You ought to know you bought it. Is that a, your favorite sorority in college? Like I, Yeah, you know. what are we talking about here? LV Seminole, thank you. Van Halen is life. Mm. Gary, whoa, whoa, comment dump. Michael Crow has the hard candy without wrappers on his desk. Oh, God. And he has plastic covers on his couches. Gary Wolf says, Jakey two Halens. Exactly. Yeah, Jakey two Halens. Exactly. Uh, Jimmy Otson, Monty, can Jake sit on your plastic wrap couch while he tries your Werther's? Stop it. I think I've hit it every time. Jimmy? <laughs> no, no, I, that's what I'll need. <laughs> you got to get stroked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. What, what are we doing? What, what are we doing? Um, Chad Masters, okay, we need to hear Monty sing Running with the Devil. Running with... No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. Uh, Giggity says, piping Van Halen is a no-no, but piping a Subi in a national yeah. park is a go. Yes, it is. See, this is one of those things that you have to know. <laughs> this is Jake destroying Bryce Canyon. <laughs> the girl that he dumped videotaped that for him. Yeah. So, um, congratulations. Thanks. Jake going catless through. It's not catless. Beautiful, beautiful it's not parks. Catless. It passes emissions. I'm not destroying the earth the way Teslas are. It's fine. The Todd father wants to know: Does Jake remember Jell Pops? No. No. Let me. Let me. You I, don't remember Jello Pops? Let me. Let me just check here. Hold on. You know, Jell-O, you Jell-O if you Pops. have to Google search it, you don't remember no. it. No, J-E-L-L-O, I, no, you no, prick. No, Are you serious? I mean, yeah, I remember what these... I remember the popsicles, but I, I was never a big thing in my life. Dude, who doesn't like Bill Cosby? Okay. I'm going to leave it right there. We're going to leave it right there. Because Scock. 10 to the hour every hour, it's football 50. On the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase. Of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. little breaking news out of the NFL last hour. We talked about it. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I don't understand what the Colts are doing. But apparently they are not looking to extend Jonathan Taylor. Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL Insider. Um, it says after returning to Indianapolis on Monday, Colts running back Jonathan Taylor now has left again due to a personal matter. His absence per the team is excused. Buying or selling personal matter. 
uh, selling. It's not a personal matter. The personal matter is, hey, buddy doesn't want to cut me a check so my ankle hurts or my mom needs me to dog sit. That's the personal matter. Okay. Okay. Uh, NFL coaches on the hot seat, Jake. Mm-hmm. Who's more on the hot seat, McCarthy in Dallas or McDaniels in Las Vegas, not anymore Oakland? Oh, I think it's McCarthy in Dallas, no doubt about it. I think I, I think that Mike is somebody that that absolutely positively uh, hasn't been able to deliver yet. And, and, and I know this is super complicated because it is the Cowboys. It is Dak. You know, there, there's a lot of issues there. Obviously, Jerry Jones is completely you know, unwilling to pay the guys that you need to pay to have a successful football team. So I look at this, and through no fault of his own, I feel like Mike is on the hot seat because Jerry Jones, once again, seemingly every year, wants to say that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win a Super Bowl, so he sets these really high expectations, but then you don't want to pay Zach Martin, to which I say, what are you doing, bro? You know, at least with, you know, uh, Brandon Staley or at least with, you know, uh, like Stefanski, right? Like, you can look at these different situations and say, okay, you know, hey, both of those guys have good quarterbacks, things are moving in the right direction we we shouldn't be a, a six-win team this year the problem in Dallas is that Mike is never going to be able to live up to those expectations as long as Jerry Jones is running the team because Jerry thinks you should win a Super Bowl but Jerry doesn't want to pay anybody and by the way I think the other thing with Mike McCarthy in Dallas is you play in a division that yes is is up and down right like some years that division is really good other years it's crap right now it's pretty good right now you have good teams in that division who are getting better so i look at i look at mike mccarthy and i say i i, I think he's the one that's on on the hot seat for the most part but i but i look around and, and i look at a guy like josh mcdaniels in las vegas dude like at what point is is raider nation going to get a team in their new building that actually is successful you thought it was a good idea to let Derek carr go like and now he's in now he's in new orleans looking pretty good i look at the raiders and i say josh mcdaniels is absolutely a guy that's on the hot seat mike Vrabel in tennessee i don't think he's actually on that much of a hot seat they're a mid-level team that is a nice story when they overachieve and then some years they're a disappointment so i again another question derrick henry why wouldn't you pay derrick henry if you're the titans i just don't understand it so i look at a lot of these examples on the hot seat list and i'm just like dude like what what are we doing? You want to say it's the coach's fault, but then you don't want to pay anybody. Brandon That's what Staley. I don't understand. Brandon Staley in San Diego, now Los Angeles, in the Rams' house. That's the guy on the hot seat. I think Mike McCarthy. I think if they if what does McCarthy have to do to keep his job? I think what you have to do. Win I the think NFC. he's. I think he's got to go to the NFC Championship game. No, I think he's got to win the NFC. Nah. I, I think that Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones likes to threaten. He likes to threaten his head coaches every year. Ah, well, you know, if we can't figure it out, we'll have to make some changes. But are the Cowboys even close to the best team in the NFC? No, but that's not the point. I don't think that's the point. I, I think the point is, it, you know, for, there's a couple points with Dallas. Hey, how many interceptions is Dak going to throw? And I don't care if it hit him in the hands or not. Paper's paper, right? Jerry Jones is going to leverage the hell out of you with that situation. Wow. He is. He is, dude. Like, like he is. I We're going to throw down now. We're going to throw down now. Go ahead. Slurp Dak. Go ahead. There is no way that you can say I don't care if it hits his hands. Well, that's what Jerry does regularly. 
I think that they have to go to the NFC Championship game. Winning the NFC, going to the Super Bowl, I think that's a bit much. Um, I think you're right about Josh McDaniels in, in Las Vegas. I think it would be a mistake to fire him. if the, I think they have to contend to win the AFC West. This guy hasn't finished above 500 yet. Like, what are we doing? He's an offensive coordinator. He's not a head coach. Yeah. I think Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland, it, I think that's a name that you better be watching because Dak, if Dak Prescott in Dallas is a problem, what is Deshaun Watson in Cleveland? There's only so many washcloths to cover up the trouble in Cleveland. Okay, probably too soon. But my point is, Deshaun Watson's been an underachiever in, I think, his last two full seasons. Now, Houston... Last year, we didn't see exactly a whole lot of signs of growth throughout that the end of the season there. he Deshaun Watson has to come out and play well. They have to win the division for Stefanski to keep his job, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I think the only difference between Deshaun and other guys is they made that investment in Deshaun in a really negative time. They did. And, and I think that that's going to buy Deshaun you know, a ton of leash with that, with that organization. I, Stefanski. Yeah. I, I think it depends how the, how the team performs in the sense that they could be a 500 team, but if the media narrative is that, Hey, they, they did a hell of a job being a 500 team and they were moving in the right direction. He'll stay. But if you're a really bad team, and the media is torching you and it's just a bad situation, yeah, then you're going to have to... You, you, it, it, like with the Yankees. The Yankees need to fire Booney, right? Yeah, Aaron if, Boone's got to go. I like, would agree. It, so if it's like that in Cleveland with Stefanski, it's the, it's, it's the same deal. I just think they've underachieved with him in the Baker situation. Now that Deshaun... If Deshaun doesn't come out as a... As a refreshed, ready-to-go MVP candidate, I think Stefanski is going to be in real trouble. Yeah. And I still maintain Brandon Staley in, in Los Angeles is probably the guy on the hottest seat in the NFL. You just extended Sex Machine. He's a great quarterback. Uh, and if they don't, if they don't make, if they don't make real strides to catch Kansas City with the money, with the money they have on that defense, the money you just invested in Herbert. I, I think he's in real trouble. Yeah. He'd be the first guy I would look at. Yeah. Because you're not – I think when you look at the AFC West, everybody just checks off Kansas City. Yeah. The Chargers have to make a run here. They have to be in position. I mean, a minimum. If they could finish second to Kansas City, you better make the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. You had better make the playoffs in Los Angeles or Brandon Staley's going to get done. I, agree. I By the way, one guy I'd watch, Sean McVay with the Rams – there's already rumblings. If they are not significantly better, I think you're. You, that, that's a guy I think you could see getting changed. Yep. Significantly. Jim Choi says Rams rent out UC Irvine campus for training camp. Chargers rent out Juco College campus, Orange Coast Community College, and share it with the OC Fair. Probably. That could be true. You know. Um, no, I too much gravy. I'm not reading that. Rice Martin, I disagree, Monty. The Browns just need to make the playoffs and make a run. They better look really good doing it. Because I think Stefanski, they hired, they hired him with expectations. And I think, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, I think that those expectations are very high. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I mean, what are the hardest jobs that we have here? Like the Dallas job's impossible. But I mean, the Chargers spend money. 
I mean, you went and got Kellen Moore speaking of the Cowboys. Like, yeah, I mean, I, the Chargers definitely need to win more. I, I agree. The division you're in makes that uh, a more difficult path. But ultimately, you got to win that Raven playoff game. You know, you got to, like, in those big moments where you need a play, you got to make that play this year. And what I think, about Belichick? Yeah, you know, Belichick's an interesting case because I I agree with the take that, hey, he's a legendary head coach. They're never going to fire him. Okay. But ultimately, like, in in the NFL, like, you got to win on some yeah. level, dude. And, and I don't think that, like, I'm a big proponent, like, with Tom. Dude, with Tom Brady's it's, retirement, it's Tommy. with Tommy, I was a big proponent of, hey, go out on a high. So if I, I and I would say the same thing about Bill Belichick, dude, go out on a high note and just let yeah. the organization move on from that era. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with it at all. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, the biggest stories in football presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. You know, Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Tom Dean says, Monty Toilet Break brought to you by J&J Butt Wipes. Dude, I was floating for like 20 minutes. I held on as long as I could. And then I, you know, I, I don't even. This is a code 10 abort. The funny thing is, <coughs> we have a standing agreement between the two of us. You go pee pee right before the show starts. What's wrong with you? And today I got tied up doing other things and I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And sure is Sheba. I don't know what that means. Dude, that was crazy. Yeah, dude. That was one of those ones where you're like, oh, I'll get the belt undone. Ah!" Yeah. You guys don't care. You guys don't care. The Monty Show uh, presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Did you get hurt at work today? Did your husband, your wife, your brother, your sister, your friend, your neighbor get hurt at work today? So many times when we have workplace injuries, we, we don't want to ruffle the feathers of our bosses or their bosses or the insurance companies. Oh, yeah, our workman's comp, they're going to take care of you. That might be true. But what do you have to lose with a no-cost consultation where you can chat online or talk to an attorney on the phone who is an industry leader in workplace injuries for free? No cost, no obligation. And listen, if the advocates aren't in a position to help you, the best thing about the advocates is they're going to tell you, hey, you know what? You're in a really good spot. Your boss is doing you right. The company's taking care of you. Everything's good, man. But how many times, how many times do you hear that story? Not a lot, unfortunately. And I think when you have the experts at the advocates who are willing to fight for you so you can get healthy, you can recover the money that you're owed, you can have your job. You can have peace of mind. That's why you go to The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney live online. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Hey, Monty. Uh, Hour number three of the show. I I find it interesting in the NFL, the expectation question. Mm -hmm. Who has real expectations about winning this year? Because when we have these lists of coaches that are on the hot seat, 
I, I I look at I look at the 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 standings from last year, and I say to myself, do we really believe that the Dallas Cowboys, in a stacked division, arguably the best division in football, mm. where Ron Rivera with the Washington Commanders, there's no question he's on the hot seat, right? The Giants are are vastly improved. You would think that the Eagles would remain a very good football team, probably not a 12-win team, but you have an MVP candidate at quarterback there. You have a really active defense. Would it really be shocking? It, because what did Philly win last year? 14 games, Dallas won 12. Would it really be shocking if, if the Eagles won 12 games, 10 games? No, it would not. It's very difficult to win 14 games in this league. But isn't a 12-5 and record for the Dallas Cowboys actually a, a good year? Especially when you had all the issues with Dak last year. and it, I mean, it is a good year, but again, not to keep using the Yankees as an example. Being a, you know, 70-win team right now or whatever they are, 60-win yeah. team, in some divisions puts you in the playoffs. In other divisions, it does not. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it's a good division right now. Like, the NFC East is, is like I just said, is a division that goes up and down. Some... Some years, it'll be one of the worst divisions in football. Other years, it'll be really good, right? Obviously, with what the Eagles are doing, the Cowboys and the Giants, we'll see what we get out of Washington. So, yeah, uh, obviously, if you're a 12-win team, that's a damn good year. That's a that's a good record. But if it doesn't win you the division, who cares, right? Like, the standard isn't, hey, 12 wins. The standard should be win the division no matter what it takes. And if you can't get that done, then we have to have a conversation. And I'm not saying that they need to have a conversation with Mike right now. I think if you're losing your division with 12 wins, that's really tough. At that point, I'm I'm saying, okay, Jerry, we got to build a little bit better of a roster now, right? Like, we where did we fall short? Like, I think then you're starting to kind of get picky about, like, hey, where did we fall short? What plays did we not make to get the 13th win, the 14th? Like, that's when those conversations happen. So, yeah. I think Mike McCarthy is absolutely on the hot seat, as anybody coaching the Dallas Cowboys is every single season. Yeah, every I single I season. I don't disagree with that, and I, because expectations, I think, matter. But I look around the league. I mean, Minnesota won 13 games last year. Is that the quarterback or is that the coach? Yeah. Because Kirk Cousins apparently doesn't win primetime games. Mm-hmm. But is anybody really are, – are you firing a coach after you traded Aaron Rodgers? Are you firing a coach – with Justin Fields as your 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 quarterback. You're not. Because well, the expectation in Chicago is not yeah. to win a division. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's I mean, I think now you can you can expect to compete for the division now that Aaron's gone. You know, the division obviously is a lot different. Obviously Detroit's really good. You know, they're a lot better. Yeah. Like I, I I look around the league and, and the Bears are one of those teams that that, you know, everyone thinks that Justin Fields, for whatever reason, is gonna be in an MVP conversation. But again, like Looking around the league, like Mike McDaniel in Miami, isn't that a guy that's got expectations, right? Isn't that a guy that, you know, two has got to have a big year. Like, you got to avoid the concussion bug. But are, like, are you better than the Jets right now? You're probably I don't not. Know. I don't I think they've done more than the Jets have. And are you better the than the Bills? Season. Are you better than the Bills? Uh, you are not better than the Bills, but you can certainly compete with them. I think the Patriots are the sleeper team in that division. Because yeah. Bills out of the offense, Mac Jones... I, I mean, you, you did a great job with the Zeke Elliott signing. So he doesn't have to be an every down back for you. Yep. He's a short yardage goal line guy. And I, I, I think they're in a great shape. I don't know. I think our expectations are whack. Doug Peterson, 
I would expect him to win the AFC South. But if he doesn't, are you firing him? You're not. You're not. Like, I, I, it just it drives me crazy that we're so quick. Like, Mike Tomlin's an interesting conversation. How good are the Pittsburgh Steelers supposed to be? Because when you're in a division with Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Cleveland, should we expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to win that division? No, but I think you should expect them to compete. Yeah. I think you would expect the Ravens to win that division year in and year out, and it's just going to be a question of, you know, who's going to compete with them. Obviously, obviously, the Joe Burrows and company are right there. Kenny Pickett's not Joe Burrow. No, he's not. However, Pittsburgh obviously is a brand and as an organization has always been loyal to a fault with their head coaches, and I'm not saying that Mike should be fired. I, I think that, again, you go through stretches. Where was Pittsburgh? For the last what two decades with Roethlisberger, you had a you had a, a statue or a reliable force at quarterback who wasn't super mobile but got the job done for how yeah. long? Right, won Super Bowls, was in the playoffs all the time. So now you're in a period where you're trying to figure out what guys like Kenny Pickett can do. Like, but what do you say to Matt Lafleur in Green Bay? Yeah, Matt Lafleur is in no danger of being fired. I I, I think that you None. know I I what I do think about Matt Lafleur is that. He has huge upside opportunity here. If you can somehow find a way to make Jordan Love a seven-win quarterback. But he looks good. Yeah, it's preseason. Well, let's see what he looks like in the regular okay. season, you know, against actual defenses and, like, you know. Yeah, I, I don't – I think he's in zero. I think he is – Yeah, LaFleur is in no danger. He's he's good there. Yeah. I, I think your point about McVay is spot on, though, and, and I don't even know that for McVay it's a fire thing. I, I, I think there's a good chance if they're terrible this year – that McVay might just say, yeah, I'm just going to step away. He's going to do what Cliff Kingsbury did, right? Hey, I'm just going to step away and go go, go with my honey down to the Maldives. Like, I'm just going to go and check out for a while. Like, yeah. I think there's a good chance of that. Yep. Uh, Greg Hawkins, how the heck are you? Uh, he says, Jan- Daniel Jones is elite. This is our year. Go Giants. Okay. I'm a question. Daniel Jones guy. Okay. I'm for- a believer. Greg, I need an explanation as to how you're a Giants fan. Are you a New Yorker or what's He's the... He's always been a Giants fan, though. That's an interesting I've, question. How'd you become a yeah, Giants fan? I had no idea he'd always been a Giants fan. He's a Utah guy. So, of course, Teddy Wayman, the tile king of Utah, says, I disagree, Greg. I'm pretty sure Daniel Jones is mid. Yeah, well, I th- see, again, this is the problem, though, with Daniel Jones. He's going to make that great throw, right? Like, he'll bomb it down the field, but then there are times where he'll just miss the eight-yard crosser, and you're like, dude, what are we doing? Like, how do you not make that throw? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's going to have a huge year. The Saquon Barkley thing is going to end poorly. Yes, it is. He's it, because he's got. How can you risk going a hundo p if you're Saquon Barkley, knowing that you're going to get tagged again? Like, look, look at these stats. Look at these stats. Daniel Jones, sixteen games last year. You know, three seventeen for four seventy two. That's sixty seven percent. Good number. Thirty two hundred yards. Only average six yards a throw, which. Is mid in but my again, opinion, but, again, but you have a massive talent at running back there. Yeah, and they they by design want to run the football in New York. Yeah, Saquon's giving him four yards of carry. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Uh, I I'm just I'm I'm in a place where I think Daniel Jones is fine, and I look at what Dayball's done there, and that's a run to win team. 
It's a, it, it's as, as sure as it's ever been in New York. That's a run to win. Well, team. and I think in the league, you, it's kind of what you were saying yesterday when we were talking about backs. Like you, at some point, you're gonna have to hand the ball off to get the third and two, like with the Jets, right? When and Dalvin, like at some point, you're gonna have to hand it to Dalvin. He's gonna have to get that first. By the way, that it. signing became official today. Yeah. So I, I listen. I think it's really easy to lose in the NFL, and it's damn near impossible to win. And so when you win 12 games like Fathead McCarthy did, I don't see how you fire him unless he's a 500 head coach this year, and he's not going to be. They're going to be good. Yeah, They're going to be good. I don't know how well they'll run the ball, but they've got every every ability to throw the football. I mean, they're going to get tested early in the season. I mean, <sighs> Giants week one, yeah. Jets, Cardinals, Patriots, Niners, Chargers, Rams, Eagles, John, like, the schedule really doesn't lighten up till what, what is this week eleven? It like, doesn't lighten up. Like it's wild, dude. It doesn't lighten up. It, it's it's remarkable. But again, this goes back to a guy like a Dennis Allen in New Orleans. You're on the chopping block, dude. Like you're if if the Saints are not markedly better this year, and, and because Derek Carr was a say what you want about Derek Carr and what he did with the Raiders and whether you loved him or hated him, he looks really good. And he's going to fit into that offense quite well, I think. And if Derek Carr goes in there and throws the ball around and you still are a sub 500, what were they, seven and 10 last year? Not nine and, you know, nine and nine and nine, whatever it was. I can't remember what they were, eight and nine or whatever. Um, You can't tell me that he's not getting whacked because he's, he, they should be better than that. But I also go out west. What do you say to Kyle Shanahan right now? I mean, I would assume. I would assume that your quarterback position's pretty stable at this point, but you, your quarterback's coming off of a pretty significant el- elbow injury, and he's untested largely. Yeah, the Saints were seven and ten last year. Yeah, De- Dennis Allen's got to turn that thing around, and Derek Carr's got to do well for them. Yeah, but yeah. What are the expectations in San Francisco? I would it would be NFC Championship or bust. Yeah, well, I think they they have the team. I mean, again, the quarterback position is a big question mark. And and, and again, I I think if you're a Niner fan, have faith, man. Have faith. Like I know Trey Lance looked terrible. He sucks. Uh, he does suck, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, but make, Brock is going to be fine. Prove me that Brock. Prove to me that Brock Purdy's the guy. Oh, prove I don't think me. there's any doubt he's the guy, dude. It's whether he's the same guy he was. Yeah. Well, prove it to me. Prove it to me. I need to know that he is – I need to know he's the deal, man. You know, like it is – we'll see. I I don't know. Uh, Jansen, I think in year or two he will be very good. Who's – he will be very good. Danny Dimes, Greg says, the legend from Duke, Triple D. Daniel Jones had better do the job, dude. Yeah, better. Oh, God. The Mike Leach Meteorological Society – you ain't going to get me again. Elite QBs in the AFC are most likely to rule the league for a long time. Mahomes, Herbert, uh, it's sex machine, please. Allen Burrow, Lawrence, and A-Rod while he's playing. Mig QBs like Jones will need lots of help. But doesn't Aaron Rodgers need lots of help? Dude, this training camp video of them against the Buccaneers today, there's probably 30 clips on Twitter that mm-hmm. are, are, not, are not good. I mean, look how much Aaron's got to move. Look, that's Zach Wilson right there trying to bail himself out. Zach threw a terrible pick six today on an out route because he was terrified. But you look at you look at Aaron Rodgers, like he he has plenty of time here. 
That's the one play where Aaron Rodgers got to throw off his back foot. And it's a completion. And you look at the rest of these. Look at look at this play right here. He's stepping up away from four Buccaneers. Like, their offensive line. You, I mean, you sign Aaron Rodgers and you don't have an offensive line. I, I will never understand the concept of going all in on a quarterback and cheaping out. Who are you, the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah. Where you spend all that money on little Kyler and then you don't spend on the offensive line. Yeah, dude. It 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 hurts my brain. Quick little uh, little nugget here from Brett McMurphy seven minutes ago on Twitter. Condoleezza Rice oh, of Stanford. Yes. George W. Bush. W. Of SMU. W. Contacting ACC officials to lobby for those schools to get an ACC invite. No word if Marshawn Lynch is reaching out on Cal's behalf. <laughs> Come on, man. What are we doing, dude? Come on, man. What are we doing, man? Look, <laughs> come on. I get it. Condi's a Stanford alum. And Condoleezza Rice, she has been on the college football playoff committee. Like, she's got sway. But if George W. Bush calls you and he's like, hey, bro, add SMU. <laughs> what does that do for SMU? Does George W. Bush calling anybody to add a SMU to their conference, does that make you move? With all due respect to Dub, does that make you move? I don't think so, but it's inc- it speaks to the lengths these folks are willing to go to. I think it does. Boss Frog for uh, $10. Dallas Cowboys, over 10 wins, minus 140. Under 10 wins, minus 110. Oh, my God. Over. Take it. Trust me. Take it. I mean, I guess you would go with the over. I mean, their schedule is is. I mean, have you guys seen the schedule for the for the the Dallas Cowboys? You probably don't want to bet that. I would I would say bullet pass on it. I mean, the schedule is tough. There's no doubt. I mean, at the Giants, Jets, at the Cardinals, there's one win. Patriots. You don't think they can beat either the Giants or the Jets? I think the Giants on Sunday Night Football Week One. Mm, I, I don't know, dude. How I, I wouldn't. That's at MetLife. You're going to get, get dude, your ball Giants, stomped Jets, in by that dude. that that Giants line. Cowboys Giants has always been one of those matchups. You never know which way it's going to go. I don't care what building you're playing in. Yeah. Okay. Lost there. I'm. I, I would take the Cowboys right now over the Jets. I need to see it from the Jets first. Okay. So they're two and one after the Arizona. Yes. Game. Patriots in Dallas. Three and one. At the Niners. Three and two. At the Chargers. Three and three. Rams. Four and three. At the Eagles. Four and four. Giants. We'll give them that loss because they won the one earlier, right? So you're four and five. At the Panthers. Five and five. Uh, Commanders. Six and five. Seahawks. Seven and five. Eagles. Uh... At home versus the Eagles. What yeah. do you think? Eight and eight. What were they? Say eight and five. Eight and five. At the Bills, eight and six. Yep. At the Dolphins, eight and seven. Home for the Lions. Nine and seven. Ooh, I don't know about that. No, they'll beat them. And then what's it going to come down to? Washington. The Commanders. As and it and that, does. Game, that game post, Dan, post uh, Jones or Snyder. Daniel Snyder. By the way, did you guys see that Jamie Raskin 
the congressman is asking to refer Daniel Jones to the DOJ for lying to Congress. Yeah. Because the NFL official investigation into the Washington football club's activities and Daniel Steiner's dealings and operations, that report directly conflicted with testimony that Snyder gave. And now Jamie Raskin, and I think most of it, it's, I think it's going to be bipartisan because mm-hmm. several Republicans are in on it too. I think they're going to refer him to the DOJ for lying to Congress. I don't think Daniel Snyder's off the hook at all. Uh, <coughs> but I think the commanders are going to beat the Cowboys in, in the last week of the season. So <laughs> I think I would take the under. I wouldn't mm-hmm. bet this. Frog, I, I, dude, I would not bet this. I don't trust. I mean, the Cowboys are notoriously unreliable. I mean, let's be honest, right? Like, talking about, you know, they lost, they lose that Saints game a couple years ago. And, like, uh, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. I I just would not do it. I don't know. I also think, you know, if you're, if you're a Dallas Cowboys homer, you're saying that they're going to beat the Giants and the Jets, that they're going to beat, you know, a a team like the Chargers at their place. I I don't think they will, but a, a, a Cowboys person, fan, you know, would probably sell themselves on that. Roundabout. Roundabout wants to know if we saw the Kyler squatting video the other day. Do you mean this one? Pick it up. The intense face. Do you even lift? Look at him. Look, look at him getting after it with the defensive lineman. Or wait, those are safe. He looks like a safety in the NFL. What do you bench? I mean, Kyler's getting after it here. I mean, this is some damn impressive video. Yeah, I'm a little surprised, you know, the Ass sports guy's not on. Ass to grass. Yeah. Look at that. He's getting ass to grass there. Yeah, dude. Push him out, Kyler. Kyler looks like he's grown a little bit. A little bit, dude. A little bit. You're welcome. It's what I can do. Uh, Boss Frog says, Jake, exactly. Hawkins, Greg Hawkins says, Cowboys trash. Oh, God. Don't lie to me. Jet Wayman, a noted Patriots fan. I hate the Cowboys, but I think they beat the Giants on Sunday night. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You guys think they're going to MetLife week one. In, in week one and winning? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Isn't Dub considered a rhino now and holds no weight in red states? I, I have no I idea. I have no idea. Wrong bro. show, like, bro. Come on, dude. Uh, it's 515 Arizona Desert Mountain time. It could be. Could be time. <laughs> <laughs> Too much gravy says mid. Yeah. RB says, what are the commanders changing their name? Not soon enough. That's a terrible name. Terrible name. Kim Coulter says, love this. Pick them to lose. I love it. <laughs> Why does everybody hate the Cowboys? Because they're a front-runner team. Well, Easy they're band. not. Easy bandwagon team. They're fan Jerry bases. makes them. A, uh, dude, Jerry comes out every year and says they're winning the Super Bowl. Right? Dallas Cowboys. Dude, I love Texas, but my God. I do Texas, love Texas. every single year in college football. They're winning it all. SC, every single year, they're winning it all, especially now with Lincoln, right? Like, they're, they're Laker, the Lakers, my God. The Lakers are winning the NBA championship every single year. But the see, and here's the thing that I don't, and, and maybe this is, I'm just a complete, maybe I'm mid on this one, bro. Why are the Lakers always talking about winning championships? Well, know. because they go and get guys like, D'Angelo Russell last year or Anthony Davis or LeBron James. Yeah. And we're faulting them for that? I'm not faulting them for it. I'm saying that 
No, that, you're you're calling them front runners. Yeah, I I think that they are organizations that like the Lakers are not as good of an example because they have won recently, but like the Cowboys are the ultimate front runner team where it's like, hey, yeah, I'm uh Jer- I'm Jerry Jones doing great community work, circumcising Skeeters, and we're winning Super Bowls. And then you don't make the playoffs. You're never going to let circumcising no, I'm skeeters not, dude. go, are you? No, I'm not, dude. I'm nope. pulling off that foreskin off that skeeter, yeah, boy. Dude, like, what are you talking hey, boy. about, Jerry? Dude, what are you talking about? Like, I don't need to see Jerry <laughs> hey, Jones salting his McGriddle anytime I'm soon. I'm coming for that foreskin, oh, skeeter. I'm not doing that. You see these tweezers, skeeter? They got your name on them, boy. I think I've hit it every time. Like, come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> circumcising skeeters. Oh, my God, that is so good. It is so good. Uh, Jeff says, what? Snyder was lying? No effing way. Way. No, Gravy, I'm not reading your comment. Kaner and the Jets win the Super Bowl. Please. Did you see that pick six that Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson caught the football turn. First on the Jets today. Threw it left. His receiver ran the go route, and the defender caught it and ran for a touchdown. Oh. Pick six. <coughs> pick six. No, Biscuit, I'm not going to say their old name. Uh, the Mike Leach Meteorological Society. <laughs> Is there a more uninteresting and mind-numbingly boring division than the current NFC East? I'll watch Philly, but these other teams have been brutal to watch for years now. Lots of 500 teams. Because it's garbage. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to argue with that. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's hard to argue with that. Yeah. I think the Giants are a better team now, though. I do. Boss Frog says, okay, hard pass, my man. Aaron Wilson says, Arizona time pass. Exactly. Yeah, I know what time it is. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Snyder and Sandra Bullock just can't trust people these days. Please. Am I making too much out of this blindside thing? No, I think other people on Twitter are. Or, excuse me, X. X, thank you. Elon worked hard to destroy Twitter. Nice sign, dude. Um... So Michael Orr, the blind side. Michael Orr, in a lawsuit, is claiming he had no idea that he was not adopted by the Tui family. The movie, The Blind Side, Michael Orr, homeless kid, t- rich family takes, rich white family takes in the poor black kid, like turns him into an NFL player. I mean, there are a lot of mis, there's a lot of misinformation in that movie. Mm-hmm. Namely, he was already playing football when he got to the Tuies and right. Michael Orr is alleging in his suit that the Tuies lied to him and told him they had officially adopted him, which apparently they hadn't. No. And that they, under false pretenses, got him to sign conservatorship documents, giving them power over his life. Now, for the record, I think he's 37 years old now. And you're just now finding out that you're under a conservatorship? Have you not tried to get a mortgage? Have you not tried to buy a car? Because that's on your that's on your credit. Britney, ask Britney Spears. Britney Spears couldn't buy a house, couldn't buy a car. Yeah. I couldn't open a checking account or a credit card. Yeah. Had no control over her funds. Are you telling me that all of your NFL money went to the Tuies? Um. There's something amiss here. And I, I'm not I'm not saying one side's right or Michael Orr's wrong or the Tuies are wrong. I'm not saying that. But you're 37 years old. 
A, you got to take some responsibility for yourself. B, if they, if the Tuies actually did this, this should be jail time, not a $15 million settlement. You know. Because the Tuies are alleging that Orr tried to shake them down for $15 million. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. They say it is. I don't know. But what I know is there's something wrong here. Yeah, I mean, clearly there's something we don't know that's going on here. And I think that, you know, it's never like like if they were to settle, they wouldn't just settle for 15. You know that there'd be damages on top of that. You know this thing would balloon up to 20, 25, maybe even He 30. says he got no money for the blind side. Yeah, I... Again, I'm not, Bro, how not, is that possible? I, that's kind of my. That's what I'm struggling with, and I, and I'm not saying he's lying, but I'm just struggling to understand. Like, yeah, how is that possible? How did you, like, why now? Because when, when, when did that come out? When did the Blind Side? Let's see, Blind Side. Oh, Ten years ago. I mean, it's 2009. Been, yeah, it's been a while. So 13 years ago, 14 years ago now, and you're telling me that. That you just now figured out that you were in a conservatorship on, and, no. and you weren't getting paid? How have you lived life? Like That'd be like watching the show and not hitting the like button and not hitting subscribe. That's right, T. It's, people just don't do that. We're, yeah. we're not savages in this world. Yeah. We hit the like button and we hit subscribe on the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at Super Chicks. Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden. Uh, as well as our good friends down in the Jeezy. Thing I love about Super Chicks, absolutely every single day, everything is fresh in-house at Super Chicks. So your breaded chicken breasts, your crispy chicken sandwich, never frozen. Your tomatoes, your lettuce, your onion, chopped fresh every single day. Those wonderful French fries, chopped fresh every day in the restaurant. Right, The custard made whole in-house every single day in the restaurant. You love that freshness. And the thing about Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden and down in the Jeezy, it's a family business. Four brothers own it. They all work in the restaurants. It's a family thing. You walk in there and say, hey, I heard about you on the Monty Show. They're going to take care of you, man. Go into Super Chicks in Ogden on Riverdale Road or in St. George. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show and you tell them you want that deluxe chicken sandwich, extra pickles, and you say to them, pimps are going to pimp. I want it. See what I'm saying? Um, I would not recommend saying pimps are going to pimp. I would. I think that's exactly <laughs> what you want. Chris Phillips uh, says Michael Orr was fine how uh, was fine how his life turned out. Full ride to Ole Miss, drafted in the NFL, made millions. Heck, Hollywood made a movie after him. Then over a decade later, he ran out of money, and Dad said no. I I, I don't know that that's what happened. Yeah, I, I think mean- you're assuming. Yeah, I mean, that could be what happened, but I have no idea. Are you telling me that Michael Orr is outwardly saying he got no money from the blind side and he's just lying about that? I mean, admittedly, you know, he has been not in the public eye for how long? I mean, I mean, well, he I was never heard... an outwardly public dude. I know, but like, dude, even even the most obscure celebrities you see around, like, I mean, you hear like. Whether it's beach pictures or, hey, he was seen here or there. Yeah. Like, you see him around. I mean, I know he wasn't out, like, way out, like, you know, celebrity status guy. But, yeah. you know, like, hey, is he at the Hall of Fame game? Or is he here? Or is he there? Like, dude, I mean, that's, like, he, you would see him around. You, you like, like, perfect example. Hey, he's at this football game in, in a box with his family. It's all good. On a Fox, you know, football game. Like, you would see him around, but you haven't seen him around anywhere. No. And so it it I'm not saying I agree with this right here, 
But what I am saying is I don't know why I haven't seen you. And now the first time I've seen you, it's because you're suing this family of yours. It's wild. It is insane. Wild. And my question is, are we ever going to find out? Because ultimately, and this was your point, they're probably just going to settle this thing and move on. I would guess. Yeah, so we'll probably never know the truth. We'll probably never know the truth. Uh, MH5, no, Monty. The blind side takes place in uh, Mississippi. It's Mississippi. Nothing would surprise me. I'd reference a former QB from Green Bay, but I'd get sued. Exactly. Tony says Christina Aguilera is hotter than Britney Spears. Yeah, but because Britney is wild. Yeah. Yeah. You can't Britney look at and that. her husband are getting divorced, by the way. I don't know if anyone saw that. Oof. That that's rough. Yeah. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, Brittany hotter than T Swizzle. Oh well, please, everybody dude, is. Dude, don't start. Everybody it. is. Dude, Britney Spears is not right now. Or you're you're talking about prime Britney Spears? No, right now today. No, she's not hotter than Taylor Swift. Yes, dude. everybody. No, you're not. hotter than Taylor Swift. No, I'm not, dude. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Okay. <coughs> okay. Aaron Wilson says, hit the like button. Capazzo says, uh, Extina still kind of hot. Brittany, not so much. I would agree with that. MH5 wants to know, Jake, are you under a conservatorship? Just blink twice if you are. Help's coming. That's a no. That's a, we got nothing to conservatorship. Trust Sorry me. Sorry if you're offended by that. Trust me. Uh, that'd be a me. no, sir. Uh, the Mike Leach Meteorological Society. Yeah. I think two things can be true at once. I think it's fair to have skepticism about the timing of Orr's discovery, but I've always had questions about the generosity of his savior, the Tuies. Well, you ain't wrong. Uh, Paxton says, hey, Monty, hook him, boy. Hook him, boy. Hook him, boy. <laughs> Mike Rayner says, hey, Paxton. Uh, Greg Hawkins, my favorite part about that movie was Sandra Bullock's pencil skirts. Mm-mm-mm. But this is the other stupid part of this. Now there's like a a social media movement to rip her Oscar trophy. Yeah, dude. Everybody is outraged. Why are you taking her statue back? Like, this is so stupid. You're really talking about, well, you know, the two he's ripped him off. I want to rip her statue. Sandra Bullock. crying like a little girl. Yeah, this is your fault. Why would you take her Oscar back? Yeah, hell of a performance by her. I've never understood this. I've never understood it. It's so dumb. Yeah. It is so, so dumb. Uh, Derek Roche says, part two, blindsided. Ooh. Ooh. Stan, family said Orr got his cut of the movie proceeds just like everyone else in the fam. Well, of course. I hope that's true. What else are they going to say, though? Right? I mean, you can't take them at their word. Hope that's true. Too much gravy for my biscuits. Laramie Tunsil, the goat goat with the bong and the gas mask. Uh, Luis Capazzo, uh, if you did, congrats. I'll never win. I don't social media at all. Uh, What are we talking about? Tickets. Aaron Wilson is convinced he is winning the Texas Tech oh, tickets. Got it. Got it. Yeah, you it's know. gonna be tough for you on Friday, dude. I don't know how you're gonna survive, man. Yeah, some we're gonna need somebody to go to Lubbock and do a wellness check on. No, I'm not doing that. You're not doing that. Uh Jeff Woodward just found out Sandra Bullock wasn't named Miss Congeniality. Mind blown. <laughs> uh too much gravy says Sophia Vergara. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Hello. Gotta get stroked. Uh, Boss Frog, I think, uh, is about 90% on point. You're telling me his agent was telling him, hey, dude, your uh, new contract money is going to the Tuies, right? This yeah, is weird. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's it's very strange. Yeah. Aaron, oh, God, are we going to have the T-Swizzle conversation? We've done this here. We've done that show before. Taylor Swift is an incredible performer. She's a hard seven at best. I think I've hit it every time. <laughs> 
The problem is, I mean, every dude has shopped at that store. Stay hard. I mean, every dude. Yeah. And she's just, you know. Great artist. Uh, well, nobody's talking about whether she can sing. I don't care if she can talk. That's not what I'm having in mind. Hey, um, T-Swizzle, I love you. Can you sing me a song? No, bro. Not, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not worried. She can sing. So can Adele. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Micah Mars. I've, I have to disagree. T-Swift greater than Brit now. Margo is greater than both. Margo facts. Robbie. Facts. That is facts. Margo Cole Robbie. Facts. Uh, facts. Maury Alvarez. Blindside take place in Memphis, Tennessee. Then he goes to Old Miss. Okay. Sip up. Uh, okay. Um, read that one already. My bad. Aaron Wilson says, Sandra Bullock owes me a Nickelodeon Teen Choice Award. Okay. RB, if the Rams start off bad, should they tank for Caleb? Well, Caleb, he's worth it. I mean, he's he's, he's Caleb no Williams, Bedard, but he'll do. But he'll do. Stop. Don't start with the Blackhawk hate. <laughs> James Knight, what happened to our Victor's the way guy? <laughs> Victor's the way. I don't. I don't want to get into this. But why, dude? I love you, James. There, look, look. He was under a conservatorship, and you know. We parted ways. Jake whacked him. Yeah, you know. Filling in for somebody. Look, I I am I am a big fan of Travis Bird. Yeah, great I am guy. A, Travis Bird is Victor's the way. He got a little rambunctious in the members only Instagram group. Mm-hmm. Victor's the way. And so a bunch of dudes left. Victor's the way. And so we had to explain to him. And so he's kind of gone dark. I hear from him on Instagram once in a while, but Travis is not in our Instagram group right now. Texas me. Currently ever. He's a good dude. Yeah. He's he the just... official ambassador of the Monty show. Always will be. But yeah, I, I've invited him back. I said he could be in the group again, obviously assuming membership. You know. And he hasn't done it. So, you know, it is what it is, man. Ron Nolan says, uh, Monty, no wiser words ever been said. We will never know the truth. The truth is it will never be known. Truth. Greg Hawkins, Taylor Swift is hot. Y'all put some respect on her name. Some respect on her name. Respect. Yeah, and her people come after you when you say that. Ow! Uh, MJ Bassett, who's been a member for one month. Let's wow. go. Yeah, this is what you choose to comment with your one-year anniversary or one-month anniversary comment. Swift is press box hot at a rural high school. What? Uh, okay. Main event. <laughs> Jay, that was amazing. Main event. Madonna's 65 today. I'll take her over Taylor. Okay. Okay. Uh, Aaron Wilson. Wait, what? LOL. When? When what? Yeah, when what? Jeff dude? Woodworth. Madonna not looking good now. Reminds me of Tales from the Crypt host. Dude, she had plastic surgery. She almost died recently. By the way, you know, <coughs> Giggity says a little rambunctious is an understatement. It, it, you know, it, the ambassador did get a little bit, but he's not in the group anymore. It's fine. We made it. We made a business decision. It's fine. It's all good. Oh, yes. Yes. Meteor, meteorological society. We're all spending all this time on T-Swift when Ariana Grande exists. And that's my point, man. Why are we doing that? 
Why are we really, doing that? You're really saying Grande's better than T-Swift, oh, bro. Oh, God damn. You re- really? Dude, you need to get some LASIK. Okay. He, you know. Yeah, so I can see golf ball better so you don't lose your shit on the course constantly. Shut up. You, you know. don't golf anymore. What do you mean? I know. I what do you know. mean? All right. Um, real quick, I want to talk about this survey. 72% of people have regrets in life. Uh-huh. First of all, I don't believe in regret. And I, I think we've, we, we did this several years ago on the show, but this survey, I saw this story about this survey a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to talk about this. Do you have regrets in your life? Not yet. You're 30. Yeah, not yet. Philosophically, do you believe in regrets? Uh, yeah, I mean, on some level, I think regret is definitely a human emotion. I think it's definitely something that, you know, a lot of people experience. Clearly, the survey stipulates that. But I think that, yeah, I, th- I, I think that, yeah, regret is something that you should be fearful of. You, you, you should understand, and it's, I, I, I totally believe in it, that one day, you know, what, what is the saying? You're going lay, to be laying in bed, you know, laying on your deathbed in the Ghosts of regrets are going to be standing around you. But see, I don't believe in that. Well, what do, I, how I, do you not believe in that? Because I very much believe in being in today. Appreciating every phone call. Appreciating, you know, I was thinking about it when I was kissing my wife goodbye today. My wife, like, I just think that you have to live that way. I am appreciative of all 422 people and all, um, you know, like, frankly, 7,800 people who watch the show today. But certainly everyone everyone has certain decisions they think twice about. Or I, but okay, so and this is where Mrs. Monte and I park company on some some level. Okay. So if I if I go back in time and I say, okay, I'm not going to quit that job. I'm gonna keep that job. What I mean, you're changing everything. Hey, I'm not going to marry this person. I'm going to, well, you don't know who you would have met. Maybe you would have met somebody that would have murdered you. Like you, you're, you can't go back and change things. It's physically impossible. And I, I am a big believer that there are no accidents. There are no accidents that the CEO of Bucked Up Energy, Ryan Gardner, sat right there yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, and he, he said it's a core philosophy of theirs. It's funny how when you work hard, you just tend to start getting real lucky. And the harder you work, the more luck comes your way. Right. There's no such thing as luck. There's no, uh, in my opinion, there's no such thing as luck. There is, you don't accidentally, everything happens for a reason. You work hard, you get a result. You, you treat people well, you get a result. Mm-hmm. You make relationships, you get a result. But what happens when you don't do those things and you don't get the result? And 10 years later, you're looking back wishing you had. I don't know because that's not how I live my life. Now, I understand. I understand that we as a society live that way. But I would also tell you, and not to keep talking about these two dudes, but Callum Von Moger in an interview that will be on the channel later this week talked about how he always had anxiety about things in the past and what was going to happen in the future. And so there was no today. If you spend your life being pissed at yourself for things that happened yesterday, a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, you have no future. 
Mm-hmm. You have no future because you don't understand how good you have it today. Because no matter what you say and no matter what you think, somebody's got it worse than you. And I know like I, I know people who are struggling with finances, who are broken in debt. Somebody's got it worse than you. I know people who, like I, I must know five people who are dealing with a death in their life right now. Somebody's got it worse than you. Because you're not dead, they're alive. Right. And, and I've told you guys this story before, like a listener of ours reached out to me uh, probably a year ago now. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And, and it, it is one of the most monumental moments in, in the history of the show. And he, Facts. he said to me on Instagram chat, your show's the only reason I'm still alive. And it was a, it was an incredible lead into a conversation where he talked about he was disappointing his family and all of his friends and he had lost his job and he was trying to uh, he was trying to do DoorDash, but his motorbike, his motorbike did not work. He used a moped and his motorbike didn't work. And so he could not get into downtown Tampa. And so he didn't have a job, he didn't have money, he didn't have a way to get a job because he couldn't afford to. And so we were just talking about things and we just worked it out. And we just, I can't remember what he wound up doing. He, he wound up selling something. I can't remember what he wound up doing. Mm-hmm. But he wound up selling things on his local classifieds. And he made enough money to fix his moped. And then I never heard from him until that day where he said, you know, that conversation we had is the only reason I'm alive today. And we, the thing that really comes to me is there's always a way. And so this survey was of 1,500 adults, male and female. They asked these 1,500 people, do you have regret? 72% of these people said yes. Do you know what their number one regret in life is? Ask yourself right now, what is my number one regret in life? Uh, their number one regret is their spouse. Their number one regret is the person they married. Number two, the education they got or did not get. Number three was career choices. Number four uh, was, um, uh, I can't remember what number four was. Past relationship was number four. Mm -hmm. And number five was death in the family. Something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's crazy to me that number one is the person you chose to marry. That's wild. Imagine every single night laying in bed next to somebody and you're like, man, I regret this. I messed this up. How, dude? How? How? That's It's it's wild to me. Because people aren't selfish, man. You got to understand that. People... People don't like uncomfortableness, you know, and, and I'm not mm. saying I like it, but but I think that it's it's you know, I was just having a conversation with someone where I was talking about, you know, like uncomfortable is, you know, the, the emotion or the feeling of uncomfortable is just another emotion. It's another thing that your mind makes up to deal with a certain situation that maybe you're not equipped to handle or whatever the case may be. And and I think that yeah. you know when you're laying the, you know the the idea that spouse, the person you're with is your number one regret. You know, tells me that you just I don't know. I'm not saying I'm perfect 
because I'm not. I've made bad choices. But the person you're with really should be like your, your, you know, your, like the person you go to with everything. The person, like, they should be your escape in a sense where you know, like, you don't have to worry about going home. Like, I, yes. I, and I think that, I think that's what we don't think about with, with, you know, these surveys. It's not just like, hey, the person you're with. It's, it's, it's not exactly just the person. It's the, it's the problems that person creates in your life, right? Like going yeah. home knowing, oh man, like, did I not do this or did I do that? Or like, you know, what am I going to get when I go home uh, after I've already gotten beat over the head by my boss because I didn't do X, Y, like it's that type of life stuff that I think piles up on people. All right. Do you have regrets and what are your regrets? Kyle A says, unfortunately, you can't change the past, but you can live for the future. And it's not even living for the future. It's living for today. Live for the right now. Live for the right now. You know what I mean? Like it is, it is, I have so, like, I can tell you guys, when I was 18, 19, 20, my family fell apart. Um, and I've told that story on the show before. Like, I don't have a great relationship with my family. And I, sure, I, I, that, that bothered me for many, many years. Right. But I don't regret what I went through mm -hmm. because I think it made me, you know, like Mrs. Monty and I were separated for a year. It was a terrible year of my life. But it made me who I am today, right? And and if I don't if I don't have a child when I'm 20, who knows what would have happened to my life? I think everything is a domino in your life that led you to the moment where you're at right now. So I I don't know I don't I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of a lot of regret. I don't believe in it. I just don't believe in that. You the future if the future is impacted and your past is haunting you, man. What you're just wasting your life. We have so little time on earth. Mm -hmm. Do you guys, and, and I don't mean to rail on this, but we have so little time on this earth. I mean, like so little time. We are here for so, so just a short amount of time. And when you're battling things like regret or your health, like it just shrinks that time down. Yeah. That, live in the now. Live in a bus balls over golfing. You know, like have fun, laugh, but you cannot live in regret. You, you just can't do it. Uh, RB says this is deep. Oh, no. Is it too, is this too serious? No, I, if it's too serious, it is what it is. The conversation. Monty Ozaribai says, number one regret is not finding the Monty show sooner. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, let's see. Capazzo. My number one regret is sure as hell not my beautiful bride of 29 years. I have many regrets. I just don't dwell on them. Yeah, my regret is not my wife. Mrs. Ma I married way over my head. Uh, Jeff Woodworth says, I regret the Sandra Bullock movie I saw. <laughs> they were all lies. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Corey Erickson, I do have choices I regret, but I would not change any of the decisions because I would be here without them. Life moves forward, not backwards. Yeah, dude. All of your success is out the front windshield. Mm -hmm. And we spend so much time looking behind us. Like it is, I'm, I, I, I would encourage you and I used to say this every day on the show, like pick up the phone and text the person that you care about most. Like if you're thinking about your mom or your dad or your brother, your girlfriend, your wife, your husband, like pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm just thinking about you. Let's talk soon. Or if you haven't talked to a friend in a, two weeks, hey, let's catch up tonight and see the release that that gives you. And it's little stuff like that because you don't want the phone call to be the other way around. Like, hey, 
you know, this person got in a car accident or I would encourage you to tell people around you, Hey, I care about you. Hey, I love you. Like that would be hard for me and knock on wood. I've not had a lot of, a lot of that pain in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty vocal about, you know, Hey, I love you. Hey, good to see you. Hey, I appreciate that. We golf. I tell Jake, I appreciate we golf together Mm -hmm. or I appreciate he deals with my bullshit or, but I'm telling you, man, pick up your phone and text somebody right now that you care about. Like I'm telling you, uh, Derek Roche says, great subject, great comments. Love all you guys. Thanks for sharing. Yes. I appreciate you. Tom says, semantics on regret. I have things that would have been better if I hadn't done them or or done them. Nothing that uh, would classify as a regret, though. Good for you. Good for you. And I agree, Kyle. I think things happen for a reason. Truly. Shouty says, no regrets. (laughs) No regrets. Um, Let's see. EU Junior 4SC. One of my favorite songs. Um... Let Live for Today by the Grassroots, that keeps me grounded. I'm telling you, today is so commonly overlooked. Yeah. It's, it's 10 to 6 in the evening. What are you going to do with the next? I'm going to be awake for about five more hours. And go home, talk to my wife, share some thoughts, have some. Apparently, we have a plethora of watermelon. Oh, I thought we were going somewhere else with that conversation. Uh, we will later. <laughs> uh, you know. You know. Uh, Shouty says living for today, not tomorrow. Regret. Well, there you go. Keaton Critchlow. What's up, Keaton? Where you been, dude? Uh, Monty, I've been stuck in a loop you are talking about for several months and it was so draining. We have so much to give ourselves and other people. That's the point right there. Yeah. We as a, we as a, as, especially as men, we're so prideful. We won't ask for help. You know, like one of the other things that, that, Callum Von Moger talked about yesterday was being a bodybuilder in the fitness community. You're not allowed to be depressed or have anxiety or have issues. And I think as men, we've struggled with that. No doubt. We, we will not say, Hey, like mental health is such a, 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 an important thing to talk about. Hey, I'm feeling depressed. I'm not feeling great. Hey, like you, you look at, you look at all these dudes that, you know, take their own lives or you look at all these people that, you know, seemingly have it all and have nothing. And then they, they turn up having killed themselves or, and it's because either they were famous or they, they didn't feel like they could talk about it. Like, man, if you're not feeling good or if you're feeling depressed, text somebody, call somebody, text me, DM me, you know, like, let's talk about it because you can't, you can't hide from it because it's not fucking going anywhere. Yeah, and I think, you know, on the other side of that, we live in a very judgmental world. Oh, you know? my God. And so I think that there's not a lot of, you know. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's unique to dudes, but I think, you know, there's not a lot of, yeah, dude, let's talk about it out there. Like, yeah, we're saying that here, but, but you know, like there's not a lot of that in the world. And I, yeah. and I don't think that that's being dramatic. I think that that's just what it is. Yep. I totally agree. OG Gary says, uh, it is true. We are not here for a long time. The last living mammoth was like 4,000 years ago. That's not that long. No, dude. If we're lucky, we're here for what? 70 years. Like me and Mrs. Monty joke. We just turned 50 together, 50 more years to go. You know, like we were talking about it this morning. She got up and got on her bike and she's training for this race. And mm-hmm. You got to do it. You got to, you got to do it. Aaron Wilson. I struggle greatly with my mental health. It's a daily fight. Dude, don't lose that fight. Tell somebody, talk about it. 
You know, like you just, you can't do it. Yeah. You cannot do it. Uh, default, default says, good for you, Monty and Jake. We try. Midnight magic musings. For many years, the biggest regret I have is having all the answers for my students in class, but feeling like I have none for myself. Ooh. That's real. Man, it's real. That is so real. Yeah. That is so real. Mike Smith. Uh, yep, we joke a bunch here about mental health problems is serious situation. Just lost Denise to suicide. Nobody's seen it coming. Yeah, Dude, you never do. And, and and it's so unnecessary. We're, and one of the things I think the pandemic did was separate us. Yes. Because we don't talk to each other. We stopped going out. We stopped socializing. So how many people did you talk to before the pandemic that you don't talk to now? Think about that. Think about how did it change your marriage? How did it change your relationship with your family? Like the pandemic did some stuff, dude. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. You know, uh, tsunami warning. I tried talking to someone I trust about my mental health. She said mental health was for white people and threw me out. Yeah. I don't know. That's probably not somebody you should trust then. Yeah. Cause if that's their answer, you shouldn't trust them. Thinking of Jimmy V. If you can laugh, cry and think for that's a full day. Monty gives us all, uh, I, seriously, Seriously, there and there's nothing wrong with struggling. Yeah, I, I like I said that that, but that's the issue, right? <laughs> there's nothing wrong with struggling, but at the same time, like, a who's got the money to struggle? Who's got the time to struggle? And who's 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 trying to get criticized for struggling? You know what I mean? And and I think that yes. that's why people don't want to talk about it because. You know, it's like, all right, well, I've got like most people have some friends and, you know, you have your family. But but, you know, a lot of people don't feel close enough to their family to share that. So it's like, OK, well, I don't have the money to pay for someone to talk to right yeah. right now because we're in kind of a tough time. And all like so there's just it's not like there's a plethora of resources. And that's why I think you have to as a person go out of your way to be like, OK, I have to do something, even if it's just like like journaling or something like there has to be an outlet and i keep going back to this callum von moger conversation so callum was struggling with addiction fell out a window spent six days in a coma he lost six days of his life when he did wake up his mom was with him and he's a mama's boy and he admits that and he said my mom said to me would you consider going to rehab and he said that was one of the most difficult things he had to do. And he said, I did. I went to rehab. I said, yes. And it's amazing that he came out of that a different guy. But imagine you're, imagine falling out a window, being in a coma for six days. You wake up and your mom is there and she's like, hey, man, would you consider going to rehab? Like Those are the conversations you need to have. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to somebody and they're like, hey, that's not for us, go to somebody else. Because it is for you. Uh, Keaton Critchlow, thanks for the program, Monty and Jake. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you. Gary Wolf, life's too short to be bogged down by regrets. It is. It is. Jackson Graham, I feel like I get roasted for my comments most of the time. Here? Why is that? I, I don't want you to feel like that at all. Jansen, I'll admit I had a really tough night last night mentally. I thought... I'd have to go stay at my parents, but I know I just got to stay strong. I'll end up seeing the light at the end of the tunnels. Bootstraps and, and personal strength through mental health bouts are, are, do not exist. If you are relying on discipline, you're probably not going to succeed. It, mental health, man, and I'm glad you're okay, Jansen. It, it, mental health is, 
it's such a personal and unique fight because mm-hmm. we all feel differently. Our moms, our dads, if it, you know, there's a lot of men who won't go to their mom and say, you know, I'm struggling with depression or I'm really anxious or, but good for you, Jansen, for, for knowing you have your parents and that's huge, man. That's huge. Uh, Capazzo, if you are having issues with regrets, you need to check out, uh, Jason Redman. He has some really great information on getting past them. Jason Redman. I'll look at that. Main event says, I appreciate the topic. Great insight. Thank you. Uh, I just, I lost my dad to cancer before Christmas. He passed with so many regrets because he didn't get to finish or do a lot of things. He always talked about doing them, but didn't make the time. It's rough, dude. Cancer sucks so bad. And it, it, your life ends so fast. Yeah. So fast. And it, it's just, it can be over in a blink. Uh, Jansen says, rip Jimmy V. Man, what a legend. I hope he's remembered forever. Well, seriously, they're trying for certain. Um, let's see. Zapata says, every day above ground is a good day. Yes. Capazzo says, for me, the key to helping me get through those hard times, things has been talking to people about them. Talking about them will help you get through. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. A couple more before we got to roll. Jackson says, I've been without a job for six months and I just accepted one today. Hey, let's go, baby. Way to go, dude. I've been really down on myself for not being able to find something. It's really easy to beat yourself up. Oh, my God. Yes, it is. Dude, I do that about my weight all the time. All the time. I do that about my weight all the time. I've done so well. I've lost so much weight and I just, I beat myself up for it. I should have gotten up and walked on my treadmill today. I didn't do it. And I really pissed myself off by not getting up. It was crazy. Like I, Jackson, I relate to that so much. Good for you for getting a gig, dude. I'm happy for you. Timo 14, I've never regretted letting my emotions out to someone I trust. Trying to keep your mind busy will only go so far. Find someone you trust. That is correct. Wet Blanket says, 46 years ago today, we lost the king. Elvis? Who do you mean? Mike Smith, uh, help us out there for those that need it. Just seek it. It is. Uh, All right, final comment. The Mike Leach Meteorological Society. What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? Is it happening now? What is happening now? Good way to help live in the moment. Yeah. What is happening right now? Like what is controlling your, your mindset? Yeah. What is occupying your brain? Because it's so much, and I think people forget that your, your thoughts control your words and your words control your actions. So if you, it, it's, if you control your mind and we've done a ton of sales in our lives. Yeah. So we've talked about this a ton. If you can control your thoughts, your words will be better. Your actions will be better. The result will be better. If you are unable to control your mind, you probably need to talk to somebody about that. You know what I mean? Like you, you, yeah. you, you really do. All right. I know heavy comment, heavy, heavy subject. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I appreciate you guys talking through it. That's huge. Um, the Monty show as always is presented by our good friends at the advocates, the the best entry attorneys in the business, the advocates where you never reach into your pocket to pay the advocates. You don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Chat with an attorney 24 7, 365 online, theadvocates.com. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.